Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another festive episode of the Trash Taste Podcast. I'm Joey, and I'm with my festive Why co-host, so Connor and Gone. That's not a very festive the the opening. Year, Happy holidays, everyone. By the time this comes out, it's right before Christmas, I believe. Right before Christmas. So I hope you guys have been. done your Christmas shopping. There's no last minute Christmas shopping, I'm sure. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> still got to do that. What do you guys want for Christmas, by the way? Your company. No, yeah, no. Yeah. What do you want? <laughs> I don't fucking know. I can't give you that. Your presence is a Your friendship. We're still friends for like another year, right, okay, guys? Well, I just right, want to right. cherish now. That's why they call it the present. Oh my <laughs> God. But anyway, uh, we're <laughs> going to- What do you want? They, oh, call it the, they call it the present because it is a present, Joey. That's that's. That's what the saying is, surely. Uh, whatever, There's, it was a shit <laughs> is fucking bad, thing Is anyway. it bad to ask someone what they want or do, is it better to- No, no, the problem is I can't answer that question because I genuinely don't know. Yeah, me neither. This so. is the problem yeah. I have with every Christmas time. Everybody around me asks, what do you want? And I say, I don't know. I wish I knew. Do I you generally know what you have want? something. Well, you did, you, oh, you did? did, yeah. Well, you, you told me you wanted that. I was like, what? Wait, what? I told you something. Oh, you know, maybe Sydney told me what you wanted. And I was like, are you sure he oh, wants Sydney? it? Oh, okay. Sydney's <laughs> being a rat, bro. <laughs> wait, 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 what do you want? What do you want? Uh, I just like off the top of my head, yeah. I've been getting into like fidget toys recently. <laughs> I actually- That's not what Sydney said. Huh? That is not what Sydney said. That is not what Sydney said. Okay. Oh, okay. Do you want a fidget spinner? Like, what do you want? No, not a fidget spinner, Joey. Okay. Is that's, that not a fidget toy? That's, that's a fidget toy made for someone who doesn't fidget. All right. <laughs> Like swear down, I've seen like, I've been getting recommended a lot of different fidget toy videos and some of them I'm just like, oh, that looks really, really good. <laughs> Actually, do you know one of the best fidget toys I've had uh, recently? What? It was a present that you gave actually. What? <laughs> it was the belt buckle. <laughs> and and so Connor, like I asked for a belt, yeah. right? And Connor gave me a, a belt buckle yeah. and it just has this really satisfying <laughs> click, right? When, when you like flip it, it has such a strong, Satisfying click. Wait, which when you like, was this? What brand is it? Uh, I think it was Calvin Klein. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it has such a satisfying <laughs> click when you rotate it. <laughs> and I've not actually with... used it as a. <laughs> swear down. Swear down. I have not yet used He's it. He's just sitting there in his office, just clicking away at this belt buckle. Swear this down. Is, this is like when parents buy their kids like a ton of like, or like when they buy pets, yeah. they buy like a cat or a dog, a bunch of amazing toys, and they end up playing with the spring on the door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Swear I haven't actually used it as a bell yet because it's just been oh sitting my on my desk. God. And I just like, I just twiddle with it because I'm just like- So do I have to, another, do I have to buy another belt that you actually use? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Remember last year you were like, I need a belt to use. And now <laughs> I find out that you don't use the fucking thing. Like or just buy him another Calvin Klein, but only the belt buckle part. Yeah, I should, yeah. yeah I should so rip I've, off the I've, rest. Yeah. I've, been, I've been getting curious about like different fidget toys. Cause I, I bought one in uh, Korea mm. and it was, it was shit. I, was, I I've kind of realized the difference between good fidget toys. Metal, I, clanking, there needs dunking. to be something like satisfying. Well, about now I'm the, scared to buy you any like fidget toy for Christmas because there's a chance that I'll give it to you and you'll be like, this is shit. I, I wanna- I, no, Like I, your standards I, for fidget toys like up here. Do you wanna know the funny origin of where your belt came from? Where? <laughs> I probably should say this. So I, I, I went to this Don Quixote and mm -hmm. I remember you told me you wanted this mm -hmm. uh, and I got sidetracked. I wasn't actually looking for your birthday present. Yeah. Uh, so mm -hmm. Christmas present. It was Christmas, it was Christmas. Christmas, Christmas right? yeah. Last Christmas. And uh, I went to uh, this really cool Don Quixote that was like eight floors or something in yeah. Hokkaido. And there was a hundred dollar gacha machine. And I was like- Fuck no. Yeah, I was like, shit, okay. 
in my head, I was like, this is before, if, if, if YouTube shorts are on my mind at the time, I would have, yeah. I would have made a short about yeah. it or something. Yeah. But I was like, well, fuck, I gotta, I'm gonna find out. So I just unloaded like 500 bucks into this thing to see what I got. <laughs> oh my God. And I realized, I was like, wait, hold on a second. Uh, wait, no, was it five, five thousand? Yeah, I think it was a hundred bucks, like $60 mm. a, a go. Uh, and the worst thing you could get, you basically got like a, a, a level. So it's E to A to B, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I got, Four E's, which was the worst, yeah. and one like C. Okay. Uh, and the E's, you could choose from this cabinet a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and they, and I was looking at the prices of some of these things on Amazon, and a lot of them were more than Ichiman. Oh. And I was like, wait a second, well, this is like this is great. Yeah. And so I got I got one of the belts from that. Oh shit. Because <laughs> that belt was going for like eighty bucks. Was that the E rank <laughs> one? That was one of the worst rank ones. Yeah. Because uh, I, I got a gacha prize, I'll take it. Yeah, but it was like, it was, it was, I, I was looking on Amazon, it was more money to buy it on Amazon than yeah. it was to play this gacha and lose and then get it. And I was like, huh. See, but that's cool. But now that we've known the true nature of what happened to this belt, yeah. you basically paid 80 bucks for a fucking fidget toy. <laughs> Hey man, I've seen, I've seen some- $60, okay. Okay. Right, okay. I've seen some of the price of these fidget toys and some of them go from like 10 bucks. That's that's all the like the shit ones. Yeah. They can go for like hundreds of bucks, some of these fidget toys because the they're like so intricately made. <laughs> Japanese engineering, like yeah. fucking insane shit. But we're not talking about fidget toys. We're not talking about belts. We're talking about our favorite things of 2023. Mm, We've yeah. decided to make a little three by three to kind of reflect on the year of 2023 and uh, basically share, I guess the nine things that we were really invested in or we really want to talk about to, that we discovered in 2023. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, oh sorry. Okay, who's, who's got me? It's one of you talk. Okay, I'll yeah. <laughs> preface, not everything has to be from 2023. Yeah. Just things that we discovered or things that we enjoyed in 2020. Yeah, yes. because we've had two, three Christmas episodes before. So mm. we thought we'd do something different and yeah. just reflect on, we're, we're gonna be self-indulgent and just be like, hey, Things this is liked. what we liked in yeah. 2023. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be any theme. Doesn't be doesn't have to be any particular thing. Mm -hmm. Can be literally anything that we wanted to talk about that we discovered in 2023. And if you want Trash Taste, odds are I imagine some of these might've come up on Trash Taste. I've tried to pick stuff that I haven't talked okay. about so okay. much on Trash Taste before mm. or things that- Fair enough. Uh, I've got a mix. Half I've definitely spoke about a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm about a mix as well, I think. Yeah. yeah. So who wants to go first? Why don't you? You're the host. Yeah, you, you, Kick you, it off. Go, okay. you can go okay. first. Okay, bring up my three by three that I definitely just scrambled together. <laughs> no, what the heck is this? Okay, okay, okay. okay. You, know, you know what's really okay. funny? I was thinking back on like, all right, what are the like some of the newer things that I got into in 2023? Yeah. And mm. I sat there and thought about it and I was like, damn, am I getting old or do I just not remember what happened this year? <laughs> Uh, yes. Either that or you've uh, gone back to your fucking childhood. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say, like, yeah. if you <laughs> remove the crown, this could be a kid's list. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> remove the crown, what age, uh, what age range are I'm we talking here? This is yeah. Yeah. <laughs> literally. Well, shit, I think I might have gone back. Sometimes going back to the roots is where it's at. Yeah, man. Okay, I gotta ask. Yeah. Crown ain't no way. <laughs> Come on. Okay, legitimately, no. legitimately, I started watching The Crown. I didn't really start watching it this year. It was more like late last year that I like kind mm, of discovered it. Me too, me too. And uh, you know, at first when I looked at the concept of this show, I was just like, oh, it's about like the British monarchy. 
I didn't really care about the. I mean, every Australian doesn't really care about the British monarchy, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I thought, <laughs> fuck it, whatever. I'll give it a go. I'll give it a watch. And I really fucking enjoyed it. Like, okay. it's a really it's, good show. I would like to give my thoughts on the show. Sure. To see if you kind of feel similarly. Okay. Uh, first, like two to three seasons, uh-huh. banger television. Banger television. Some of the best out there because I feel like the crown pre like televised history was mm. really, really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And then afterwards, especially when the crown season four and late season were really fucking bad. Uh, I thought I the latest season, mm, the crowd, mm. the, the crown, the one with like Diana, well, yeah. like, all the Diana seasons have been some of the most boring TV I've ever seen in my life. I think it's cool. definitely gone down since, yeah, when like Diana came into the picture. Like definitely- I haven't gone that far in the crown yet. Okay, yeah. Cause like right now it's like season six, I think, which is Diana, the last season. three seasons yeah. of this show to yeah. Diana. Yeah. What? I mean, like, look, I get it. Like now that I have like fully sat through the entire series and I've actually learned a lot. Of, like it's actually kind of an achievement. This show made me- kind of interested mm. in learning about the history of like the British monarchy, which right. I didn't give a shit about before. But like, mm. yeah, as Connor said, like first three seasons mm. of like when, you know, uh, Elizabeth was still like very, very young and yeah. just got, you know, just became queen stuff like that. That shit was super interesting. Cause I never yeah. learned anything about that. Yeah. And again, it was just like really well-made television that actually made me give a shit about something mm. I previously didn't give a shit I, about. I had, to, I had to constantly catch myself in the first few seasons being Nearly caring about the, the royal family. I was yeah. like, no, nah, no, nah, Welsh ancestors. I was, I was, yeah. I'm not forgetting. All during, right, he nearly got me. I nearly sympathized with you guys. During season one, I was still like in denial. I was <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, this is cool, but like, I don't quite care yet. And yeah. then season two hit and I'm like, all right, I'm invested. You know, when you like start watching that like trash TV show that your significant other is watching. Yeah, yeah. And then you start off being like, what is this shit? But then you stick around for a while and then a couple like, of days wait. later, you're like fully invested in it. It's like, wait, honey, can we uh, watch Can we watch the next episode, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like, what? what do you mean you watched ahead? What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> yeah, so the crown, I'd yeah. say like out of yeah. all of the Netflix shows, kind of live action shows, I'd say that one probably stuck out to me the most because again, it made me care about something I previously would have never thought I'd get into. Yeah, I, th- I think if they had just wrapped up the Diana stuff, and like a season as opposed yeah. to three, we would have been- How many seasons of The Crown is there now? Six currently. Six and half Fuck of it is Diana. Fucking Yeah, hell. like well, three, right. 2.5. Like four, yeah, four and five is like very heavily focused on Diana. Cause I got like through like divorce the beginning of season three and then I stopped and then I was like- Honestly, oh, I guess- probably the best thing to do. <laughs> probably. Yeah, it kind of goes downhill a little bit. I think the second half of season six has just come out, which I haven't watched yet, but apparently yeah. that's going to be like the end of the series. Cause you know, what, what are they going to do after that? All right, so. Lego. Yeah. What's, uh, what's, what's that up about? What's up with that, Joe? Okay, what's what's well, up with that? Uh, look, as a kid, I'm sure everyone had that like, you know, Lego bucket, Lego collection, as did I. You know, I loved playing with Legos as a kid. And then when I got older, I realized, oh, there are Lego boxes for adults. Like like <laughs> massive Legos all, all, collections for adults. All Lego, Legos. Well, you know, I think there's most Legos are for every age. And yeah, then there yeah. are some that are more catered towards more kids. More catered towards kids. And then there are ones where it's just like, like I, there's a couple of boxes that I bought, which it like straight up just say 18 plus. And right. I was just like, oh, okay. What are you building well, titties? Well, yeah, yeah, that's what, what I thought. I'm like, <laughs> it's a bit of a weird like way to advertise it. But like, yeah. Um, Cause like, you know, growing up, I loved like building Legos. And like, did you guys ever have like these things called Meccanos? Yeah. Yes. Like yeah. yeah. Like it's basically like it's like Lego, except they're metallic pieces, and you use like nuts and bolts and screws to yeah, like put everything together. More gears and more shit gears, like that. and like you can add electronics to it and stuff like that. It's basically right. like Hasbro is my first robot. I, I wish that guy on YouTube who builds Lego machines 
Oh, yeah. He, he's like, how many gears can I add to this system? And then he just, or he's like, I'm going to make an underwater car of Lego. And you're like, okay, <laughs> that's that's sick. Yeah, I, just I, shit like that. So it's like, uh, and Japan as well has like a bunch of Lego stores all over. And there's one kind of near my house. And like, I, I would go into it every now and then just to be like, oh, I wonder what, like how Lego has evolved. And then I went in and I saw like a bunch of like really fucking sick Lego pieces that I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go back to my childhood and mm. just like build a bunch of Legos just to see what it's like. And it's been, it's, it's, I've kind of used it as my form of meditation this year of yeah. just oh, like, yeah. just playing some music or like putting on a show on TV and just like sitting down and just building a Lego. <laughs> this man will do anything but watch anime. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. I mean, to be fair, I did watch, I no, watched I Hell's kidding, Paradise kidding, while building Legos. Okay, so give me your, what were your top three Lego sets? Top yeah. three Lego sets? Okay, so the one I recently finished was, um, you know, the giant wave painting by Katsushika Hokusai, like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Japanese that's painting. That's one, yeah. yeah Pete gave this one away in my charity auction. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So it's that, like the mm -hmm. Lego set of that. Yeah. Uh, and I it's kind of one. like this like really cool, th it creates this really cool 3D Lego oh, painting. Sick. And you can like actually, they built it so that you can actually hang it up on the wall. So oh, we wow. have it hung up on our, on our oh, wall and it actually lit. looks kind of dope. The sick. coolest one by far though is I built a fully functioning Pac-Man arcade machine out of Legos. Oh, that's sick. What? Yeah, so what? I'll, I'll can see- we, Can we, can we- Pull this up. Yeah, pull yeah. the fuck up. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll send a video to Moon on as well to put in the episode, but basically <clears> you can build this. It's, it's probably, it stands about this tall um, and it's this fully operating, I say fully operating, but like there's a lot of moving parts to it. But like, yeah. instead of actually like playing on the arcade, like with the joystick and whatever, there's a crank on the side and it and the actual screen, you can actually move around the Pac-Man and all of that. Yeah, this thing. So I built oh, this. sick. And the top part uh, has like the Pac-Man logo, which you can like press a button and it flips around. Wait, so is it like an actual screen in a game? Uh, no, no. So all of this is like built out of Legos. What? Can yeah. I see a video? Can we go on a video? I want to see how this works. <laughs> and so basically it, it's made to look like a screen, but what wow. it is is that it's these individual like Pac-Man Lego pieces that are on a little chain. I had no idea that it, Lego went this yeah, intricate. They're, they're going ham. Bro. Yeah. Have they already stopped selling this? Cause I already saw resale prices for like 500 bucks. Uh, I don't know actually, but yeah, this is the exact one Holy I bought. Holy And no. Aki, Aki bought, a f uh, bought this for me for my birthday. And can you skip ahead see where he's playing? So yeah, that yeah. little crank on the side there, you can right. crank it and all of the inside like pieces, like the Pac-Mans and the ghosts, they kind of move around on wow. a chain. How does that what? Work? And you build all of that from scratch. This, I think this took me about two full days to make. Can That's you, insane. Yeah. Can you, and it's can you really- skip ahead to when he's playing with it? Yeah. Yeah, oh. so you can like press buttons, lights turn on. Uh, you can move the joysticks around, stuff like that. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, so like those individual like pellets and stuff like that, oh, yeah. you have to punch them all in. And then by oh. spinning the thing, it moves the pieces around to make it look right. like it's actually like moving and functioning. So it doesn't actually, obviously it can't like actually play a game, but it can- Oh yeah, no, so no, go no, to the no. most replay part there. Yeah, so it's like that. Wait, that's actually sick. Wait, that's so sick. Yeah, right? It's fucking cool. <laughs> Wait, can he, but he can't get the pellets, right? No, no, no. no so no, no, so no. The, you have to it's, attach them uh, to the chains. See, see, it just- and there's like machines. emulates. Yeah. But that way, yeah. that's so sick though. The fact that it even like can like emulate. Yeah. yeah, right? The only thing that stresses me out about Lego, and I'm sure you might have been dealing with this conundrum is, mm. uh, where the fuck do I put all this shit when I'm done? Because <laughs> like you, you run out of room fast with Lego because yeah. Lego's big. Yeah. Especially you those kind of sets. have like a room dedicated to just Lego. Yeah, I've just, right? I've just kind of put- I just, I just, This is why every guy needs a- like a man closet, you know? Japan does not allow the man cave. I know it doesn't, Connor. So we, don't, I, we, don't, we don't live in rural Ohio, God, where I have 15 why, spare rooms, okay? That's why when you fucking reach your forties or whatever, you go into like 
the countryside and you get a basement. You build where a basement. you build just you wait a basement where you just build shit. So and yeah, it's just where it's it's the <laughs> it's the place where shit just accumulates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So all of my Lego stuff I put on the same shelf as all of my gun plus. <laughs> so it's just like I have a dedicated you are like same. Yeah, I, have, I have a dedicated shelf of like this is the shit I made. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, so yeah, that's pretty I, cool. I, I, you know, I love Gumpler, but I think the one thing that Lego has just done amazingly is not requiring tools. Like you yeah. can build so many things without tools, or if they. You know, if you do need tools, it's mm-hmm. really yeah. My, my biggest problem with gunpla is you need a that- fucking fucking like John Wick S toolkit. You got to wrap out. And yeah, like, yeah. You don't necessarily need no, to. All you, you, you really need is a pair of nippers. That's it. Yeah, but, yeah, I know, I know. But you yeah. know, if you want to go like full like Try gunpla, hard. <laughs> you, you got to get like the paint out. You got to get the fucking fiddly fiddly little you gotta, stickers. You got to get the sandpaper. The as well. sandpaper yeah. as well. And that is just way too much yeah. craftsmanship. For but me. like the cool thing is, is that like uh you know with the Hawkeye painting I made uh because that is like pretty just looks nice and you can put it on the wall. We've like started dedicating a little area of our house to like kind of turn into like a, a like an old Japanese style thing. So another one I built, it's not a Lego necessarily. It's like <laughs> nano blocks, which is like a smaller version of Legos, but mm-hmm. I built a bonsai out of that. So, oh, so yeah. I just placed the bonsai next to the painting and it just looks <laughs> nice. <laughs> it like actually matches okay. the theme. And there's another one where it's like a full Japanese garden, which Aki yeah. really wants me to make to like match that aesthetic. You're gonna be the all. Lego guy soon. I'm, I already am. Like, <laughs> Lego man. But yeah, like it just made me realize like, yeah, I, f- I fucking miss just like, you know, mindlessly just like making some cool shit. And like, again, yeah. it, I've, it's been like a great way to just kind of like turn off from everything and just like meditate almost. Right. Uh, so yeah. If you're an adult, yeah, go get some Legos. It's uh, it's it's good fun. Um, let's see, what else do we have? I mean, obviously, top left, uh, Tears of the Kingdom. I think we talked about that on an episode. Did we? I think I did. Uh, I don't know, but did I, you enjoy it that much? I played the fuck out of this game, bro. I, I I don't know if this is a hot take. I think it's better than Breath of the Wild. I think it. Look again. I've I've played like one hour of this game. Yeah. I felt like I booted it up and I was like, oh shit, it's just fucking Breath of the Wild. Right. When you start off, for sure. Yeah. Because it's the exact same map. Yeah, and but then it's like uh, they add the Banjo-Kazooie-esque thing. <laughs> Banjo-Kazooie-esque thing? Nuts and bolts. They add the oh, where you build your own shit. <laughs> that's, just like, that's just Lego again. Yeah, it's just Lego, yeah. <laughs> that's just, Joey went from playing Lego in real life to Lego virtually. I don't know, yeah. I, was kind of, I kind of was really excited for them to kind of hopefully go in a bit of a different direction almost. I think they did though, because yeah. what I thought was kind of genius was the fact that yes, the the main map of Hyrule is pretty much exactly the same as Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Uh, but with, because they add completely new power-ups now, yeah. the way to traverse this like familiar land becomes completely new to you. Yeah. And yeah. also like with the Sky Islands, which is like a whole new area mm-hmm, and also yeah. the full underground as oh, well. Yeah. Do, you know, do you want to know what put me off into playing this yeah. already? It's the underground section, man. Why? <laughs> I don't know. It just, I, you know, sometimes you look at a video game and there are some levels that you really vibe with and really like, and then sometimes you just get through a level, even though you fucking hated it. Yeah. That's just me with underground level and cave levels. You know, <laughs> I when, love cave levels. You love cave levels? Yeah, I fucking, they, they, I hate it, man. It's so rare you can get, you can make like gamers lose any sense of direction. Yeah, and caves are. So I, I hate that so much. But that's that's like you can't get that anywhere else, right? Like, I, I don't want to go fucking caving in real life, but and, I, and, I would and like Tears to. Tears of the Kingdom did that to the T as well, because when you go into the underground first, it is pitch black. Oh my it's god, like, that, that's everything. And I hate. so you just have to like blindly traverse, you, like you know, and you're you're like you're like. 11, 11 years old, and you're like, I can get through this Pokemon cave without Flash. Yeah. And then you start like the biggest mistake of your life, and it's terrifying. Yeah. 
Because you're like, I might not ne- ever get out of here. Like, I, I, I love trying to recreate that feeling because yeah. you'll never get that feeling ever again. This episode is sponsored by Boxer. Did you procrastinate on your Christmas items? I bet you did. I know you did. It couldn't be me. Listen, it happens to the best of us, Joey, but you don't have to show up empty-handed. Instead, you can pretend you have your shit together. You can give them a cute little card which says that you have ever so thoughtfully gifted them a Boxu <gasps> snack box subscription. Oh That's my God. That's the best gift I That's could the ask best gift. You already know, Boxu is the premium Japanese the snack one? box. The premium, God. They work with family businesses all over Japan and deliver a new theme of authentic treats every single oh month. But what you maybe didn't know, gamers, is that they have gift options as well. <gasps> Christmas is oh. safe! You can sign your favorite person up to receive three, six, or 12 months worth of their epic snack curation. This month we got Oshogatsu Fortunes. Oshogatsu is, is what in Japan we call the beginning of the year. God, what you have there is fried Ooh. rice crackers miso flavor. Smell that, smell that. And of course, Connor has the Japan famous Buraku Sanda, a lovely chocolate. So guys, if you have anyone in your life that loves Japan or just mm. loves awesome food, mm. why not Me. give them the gift of Boksu? So to get $15 off your own Japanese Boksu snack box and support our channel, use code trash at boksu.com. That's B-O-K-K-S-U.com. Mm. That is B-O-K-K-S-U.com with our code trash for $15 off your first order. Thank you very much to Boksu for sponsoring us today. Back to the episode. That, so zo- just, that zoom when you realize you're too smart. You're too smart. You see, know that you're not going to get that into zoom cave when room. you realize you have no escape ropes. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. well, oh, I guess I'm here forever this now. Caving that to dread. me, that ca- is yeah. caving to me in a video game is just anxiety simulator. I love that, <laughs> and I fucking hate that. Oh my god, no, I prefer I, that because I rather <laughs> experience that anxiety in a video no, game where there are no stakes no, as no, opposed to real life. You let know let me mean? tell. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why I hate cave levels in every video game. Go on. The completionist in me is just like, okay, I'm going to systematically explore everything in this cave. Mm. You take like five steps. You're like, okay, here's a wall. I've explored this area. You turn around, you're like, wait, this isn't where I started off. And then you get completely lost. So that little side of me that is that it says like, I wanna, I wanna completely explore this area. Yeah. I just get completely lost and I can't <laughs> systematically explore yeah. the way I like to explore levels. Okay, then you might like the way that Tears of the Kingdom does it then, because in Tears of the Kingdom, there are like several holes in the main world where you can like jump into to access different parts of the underground. And at first, when you jump in, it's like you look at the map and it's just completely pitch black. Yeah. But the way that the game kind of forces you to like navigate and explore it is that like kind of like with shrines in Breath of the Wild, you'd see something in the distance and you go, oh, that's a place that I can just head towards. And mm. the and, mm. and the underground kind of does the same thing. It's not quite shrines, it's like some other thing. But when you get to it, it lights up a certain area surrounding mm. that checkpoint. And so gradually you open up more of oh, the map cool. of the underground. So it's a really ingenious way of like, you know, g- giving you that sense of dread that Connor was saying, but yeah. also giving you like a motivation to step into that dread. Yeah. And I think that's like one thing that, Breath of the Wild didn't quite have because Breath okay. of the Wild is like kind of you go to a tower and then immediately everything is opened up and then it's just you know right Assassin's for the picking. Yeah, yeah, Assassin's Creed style, right? But I, the underground I thought was like an interesting addition to that because it it's a lot harder than the main. Did you enjoy? Overall. It? Did you enjoy the underground section? I did actually. I I fully completed the map what? as well because it actually motivated me to like I want to see what this entire place looks like. Yeah, I, I think the, the the problem I'm having this year with gaming is that. Even though I'm, you know, I'm very fortunate and I can stream games full time, mm. I still don't have enough time to play all the games I want to play. Yeah, mm-hmm. and 
like you look at like some of the best games of this year, of this year mm. a lot of them are fucking long games. Yeah. yeah. Breath of the Wild is an 80 hour game. Yep. Uh, Borders you, Gate you, 3 as well is Borders like Gate, oh hundreds God, and hundreds yeah. and hundreds of hours. And it's like, <clears throat> I, re I recognize that Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is probably another absolute banger they've knocked out of the park. Yeah. But yeah. I was, you know, when I, when I, I bought the game, I booted it up for an hour and I was like, you know what? These 80 hours, even though people be like, oh, he plays fucking Suka game or he plays fucking Jump King. It's mm. like, yeah, but like I only lose like 10 hours from doing that or like, you know, 10 hours here and there. And it's like, I think for me personally, I didn't want to kind of experience a very similar experience to Breath of the Wild, but maybe with a different twist on it. Yeah. I'd felt like I'd kind of got my fill of that mm. and that world. And I was kind of hoping, sorry, I spat everywhere. It's kind of hoping for me, I wanted like a, a kind of a different experience. And, I, and when I was looking at the building mechanics and the new worlds, I was like, oh, I doesn't really feel like enough for me to want to get reinvested, sink at least 80 hours into this mm. world and do it all over again. Yeah, I was like, I'd rather just spend my time gaming on other stuff this year. That's fair. Mm. And so, but then if you say that, people are like, oh, you didn't fucking play Zelda. Or you, you're not a real gamer. And it's like, well, you know, you, okay. <laughs> Congrats. You wanted, no gamer. <laughs> Congrats. You wanted to fucking play. I mean, you're arguing you with a crowd with that you can't win against. You know? No, I, I mean, listen, Zelda fans are Zelda fans and yeah. they, it's like, it's like, to, you know, just, it's like telling wine snobs. You're like, you know, maybe I don't want to spend $300 on a wine. Like, what do you mean? It's the best fanciest wine of yeah. all. Everyone agrees it's the best. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, maybe it's just not for me. Maybe I just don't want this again. Chill the fuck out. You know, all right? a solid game that came out this year. That's short as shit. Like 10 hours. What? Fucking the new Super Mario RPG remake. Dude, I want to play that. That game is short as hell. I, I beat it in a day. Everyone, everyone is complimenting it for being... A, a 10, 12 hour game. Everyone's yeah. like, thank fucking God. Yeah. I make I an RPG like game where you cut out all the bullshit. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we need more of that. Yeah. If anything, what, we, we yeah. need more. I actually forgot how short it was when I beat it. I was like, oh yeah, the original is also this length. It just felt longer because I was a dumb child and I couldn't yeah. go through the game as quickly as I can now. But yeah, it's a fucking awesome game. Like I was debating between putting that there instead of uh, Breath of the Wild, but they're both, mm. you, you should play that. You can easily- I really, really want to do that because uh, yeah. I've, I've heard nothing but good things. And again, the main, the main thing I've heard about it is that it cuts out all the grinding and yep. all the dumb shit. Yep. And you was, literally don't have to grind. Yeah, which is like, I, I think- I, there should be an option where I never have to do a side quest or grind in mm. an RPG. I, yeah. I firmly believe that. Well, you don't have to do a side quest. No, I know, no. but like, yeah. I, I shouldn't have to like- Also, you don't have to grind if you're gamer enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first of all, some, some RPGs will just straight up be like, you do not, you are nowhere near leveled up for this. You're like, but I've done every mission up until this yeah, point. Yeah, but those RPGs are usually ass anyway. Yeah, those are normally, uh, those are normally like the older RPGs now, yeah. if anything. Uh, yeah. I feel like RPGs modern day, uh, have gotten better in not making sure you have to grind. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the annoying part is just the natural getting from point A to point B you are just gonna naturally- Yeah, I feel, I feel modern JRPGs now, they put grinding in as an option for people who can't out strategize the game. Like normally, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. no, they can like legit, like, you know, like there's a lot of uh, games, like smaller JRPGs that I played this year that were quite new. And mm. I realized that, like I was getting through these games a lot faster, mm. not because they're any easier, but because they made it easier for you to figure out strategically how you can get past these difficult points. Whereas the older JRPGs, your only option was to just ha be at a mm. higher level because there were less options. I have a question, yeah. completely unrelated to yeah. RPGs. Um, Persona, mm. does Persona have grinding? Persona, uh, not really. Why, why not is really. it so goddamn long? It's like 200 hours long, right? Because the story is long. <gasps> yeah. 
they need to chill the fuck out. Dude, yeah, Persona 3 remake next year. Yeah. Fuck it, let's I'm go. I'm so excited. Let's go. Yeah, Persona okay. is, cut. <laughs> it's it's almost, you're gonna hate this. It's almost like a vision novel at some points. Yeah, but that's what I noticed. So many different mechanics, yeah. but it's, you know, it's present, the story's presented you to you in a like kind of a visual novel form-esque. Mm. It's cause, you know, whenever I watch memes or videos about Persona, it's like, it looks so fucking hype. It's so fun on the menu and it's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And whenever I watch streams that go in, they'd be fucking resident sleeper, dude. I go in there, it's fucking <laughs> guy clicking A for 15 hours. <laughs> and I'm like, so happened, something happened. Stop <laughs> fucking trying to fuck the teacher. I mean, it does happen. It's just yeah. it to, from know, from the from point A to point B is just a lot. Yeah, Persona. Longer. I'll talk more about it. Yeah, later Persona on. is almost like five different games in one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so Breath of the Wild, another Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Boring, as Pete calls it. Uh, <laughs> Breath of the Boring. Pete's got to think of a new new name for Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> Tears of the Gamers. <laughs> I don't know. The um, Tears of the Gamers. What's yeah. the middle top? Uh, yeah. So I just put music concerts just in general, because I realized yeah. thinking back to this year, I went to a fuckload of music concerts. I think you I saw did. about 15 bands this year. Holy yeah. shit. Um, two can't fest two you, festivals. I can't believe you missed the Geeks Plus Christmas party because of another fucking concert. Yeah, dude, I had to go Excuse see Dean Dustin. Excuse me? Excuse me? Excuse me? Dude, I had to see TK live and he was fucking insane. You know, he's almost 50. Is the guy who did the- yeah. Is it the guy who did the- Unravel. Uh, Unravel. Yeah. Did he do yeah. the Unravel live? No, he didn't. What? <laughs> no. I would ask for a refund. No, because I'd like his band. I don't. Well, fuck I'm you. There for, <laughs> I'm there for the song. I, yeah. went, I went there for the band. I'm there for the beeps. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm yeah. No, he didn't do any like solo stuff, but oh. like it's actually, cause like I've been following this band like for a really, really long time because my cousin actually used to be one of their photographers oh, when they were oh, still like shit. an indie band up in Saitama. So like I'd known about them for a really long time. And then when I saw that they did the Psychopaths opening, I was just like, oh shit, that's my band right there, yo. Like it's, <laughs> I was having a real hipster moment. Uh, but then- huh? I think our coffees are here, right? Might be upstairs, Could, yeah. Could we grab I think them before I they go cold? Bell, yeah. yeah, they were like an, uh, quite a while ago, right? Sorry yeah. to interrupt. That's okay. Uh, but yeah, so like going to see Dinto Sisigure was like big, big, uh, you know, bucket list band that I wanted to go see. Yeah. Absolutely fucking insane. I don't know how TK can scream like that live and not burst his fucking lungs how, out. How long is he singing for? About an hour and a half. Fuck, Hour screaming. and a half set, yeah. Mm. And he was going fucking ham. And it was really funny because the bassist is like uh, this girl called Miyoko. And she's this tiny, tiny fucking Japanese woman. It makes her bass look like a fucking double bass. <laughs> and, uh, and like in the middle, they had like a little, uh, I guess, uh, you know, just MC moment where they would just like kind of talk to the crowd. Yeah. And I guess they were selling merch. And I guess they do all their merch themselves because they're still kind of a smaller band. And Miyoko, I, I, I swear, like Miyoko legit might've been like the model for Bochi. Cause that's how she kind of was like on stage. She was this really fucking quiet, timid girl. And she's just like, we have shirts is, and a hat. Is this a, a thing in Japanese concerts? Cause I've only been to one, mm. but they like stopped the show halfway to do like a merch presentation. Yeah, I think it's a Japanese yeah. thing. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it was like, wait, what? Cause I, I've seen that quite a bit. It's also a Japanese thing where they have to like, every song has to have like an anecdote to yeah, go with yeah, that yeah. song. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? It's like that fucking Taylor Swift. Like <laughs> every time she introduces a new song, there has to be some kind of fucking story attached to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but Interstellar you actually didn't do that much of that. Um, but yeah, like I, I think I knocked off quite a bit of like bucket list bands this year. Like I saw Maximum the Hormone, mm. which were fucking insane. I saw Baby Metal, which were fucking insane. Nice, nice. Bring Me the Horizon, Simple Plan, like ton of. What's amazing been the best bands. concert you've been to this year then? Oh, that's hard. Did Bring Me the Horizon sing the Giga Chad song? They did. Yes, Fuck they did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. Did they do the Giga? Just song. <laughs> they did. <laughs> did they talk about the group chat? They didn't talk about <laughs> it. But it was very obvious, like, because the moment it came on, all the foreigners were like, Actually, I think that was the first song they played. Oh, really? Really? Yeah, they oh, opened dude. up with that, which was fucking awesome. But I'd say, I, I, I'd have to say probably the best one was surprisingly baby metal. Oh shit. Like, I'm cause like we I'm were, they, they were yeah. at, they were at this like metal festival we went to, the Bring Me the Horizon festival. And there yeah. was like a ton of like, you know, obviously big metal bands like Bring Me and like Max and the Bring Hormone. But there were also some like really small Japanese bands as well that were there, which was kind of cool for Bring Me to like include and like kind of show off. Cause okay. like right. I looked up some of these bands and they were ha they had like 800 monthly listeners on Spotify or something. God damn. Like, there's tiny, tiny How bands. How they find these guys? I don't know. I, oh, because like all the bands they invited, thank you. All the bands they invited are like, Ollie from Bring Me the Horizon were like personal fans of them and they wanted to oh, invite them yeah. out. So I'm oh, like, that was a really cool like notion of them. But Baby Metal, it was like, I've never seen that wholesome of a mosh pit happen before. Cause when they played uh, Gimme Chocolate, which is like, you know, their big song right. and a circle of death started happening. Normally in a, like a metal concert circle of death, you know, people are like throwing punches, like, you know, fucking pushing people around. Like it's called a circle of death for a reason. But the bring me, but the Gimme Chocolate circle of death, everyone was just running around high-fiving everyone. And I was like, yay! <laughs> Wait, why, why would I want to get beaten up? <laughs> because it's a metal concert. That's I don't want to get beaten yeah. up. Yeah, that's what happens in a metal concert mosh pit, man. What the heck? A high five circle of death? It was really funny. Just yeah. all these like- That's like the slice of life version. Yeah, of, like, all the these Japanese dudes just fucking going, yay to everyone outside the circle of sounds death. Like, sounds like what would happen in a K-On concert. Yeah, legit. Know? It was like a K-On concert. But yeah, uh, so that's why I just included all music all right. concerts because nice, nice. right. I fucking loved it, my experience. Yeah. So if I'm seeing this correctly, Joey, yeah. you've finally started Hunter Hunter. Is that I've, manga or anime? Is uh, that manga. manga. Oh, okay. okay. So okay, I've okay, I've okay. caught up to the manga of Hunter Hunter. Uh, I finally sat down. I thought, you know what? We, we caught up. Caught up. We Dark. spoke about this in the previous episode. Yeah, we have to, oh, we've talked about so it. You've yeah. read the boat part. I've read the boat part. Wait, yeah, well, you just hurry the fuck up. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it now. Yeah, it's like, and I wish I didn't because now I'm sitting there being like, great, another show I have to wait for. Oh, it's like it's the the Hunter Hunter manga has reached a point where I'm like, this is a joke now. You're you're actively trying to like. Just never finish this. Yeah. Like, Wait, like, so come what's, on. What's what's your favorite arc? Yeah. <sighs> Probably Chimera Ant. Chimera Ant. I fuck, oh shit. I, 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 I think the Chimera Ant arc is is gets way too much hate. I think it's yeah. A that's what I didn't arc. understand. Why yeah. is Chimera Ant now that I know the full because, content? Because it's so long. And right? anime only fans yeah. watch it, and it's like eighty episodes out of the hundred and forty odd. Yeah. Right. So it's it's most of it, and I think. Most people who who know of Hunter Hunter have only watched the anime, right? Yeah, and I and I can understand why they'd think, "Hey, this is really fucking long." I mean, it was long in the manga as well, but, but it was also I, yeah. fucking high. Yeah, shit. I, I think Chimera Ant has some of the best peaks of Hunter Hunter. Oh, totally. You know? I I There's feel peaks like of anime flat yeah, out. Yeah. yeah, peaks of anime flat out. I think my favorite arc of Hunter Hunter is probably. Oh, this is so hard. Great Island. 
I really fucking like Greed Island. Greed Island, a lot of well. like, like Greed Island. Greed, isn't that like a really unpopular one? That, that's a really unpopular one. Uh, I really. But the people who like it really like it. I've noticed. The thing I loved about Greed Island, it's not my favorite arc. I think uh. Yorkshin is my favorite arc. Right. Uh, just because like that arc is so dense mm. where it's rare that you see an arc where every episode you're like, holy shit, that was a banger. You put on the next episode, you're like, holy shit, this was also <laughs> a banger. And it just keeps delivering every yeah. single episode. I think episode. the one thing I didn't like about the auctioneering arc, it was just, it's, it's a bit of a nitpick, but like, I just didn't like in, I don't know how it is in the anime, but in the manga, there's like three or four, maybe five chapters back to back where Gone and Kidua are learning to like, the ins and outs of like auctioning. And I'm just like, am I reading a manga or am I reading a textbook about auctioning? Like I get like, you want to like teach me this stuff Togashi, I mean, but like, I, I mean, just want you to get to the auction. Sometimes you, know? you turn the, the page in Hunter Hunter and you're just greeted with a novel. And you're well, like, you're well, like, why did you bother drawing? Well, I remember in the Greed Island, why do you even bother? In yeah. Greed Island, when they're first like introducing the card system yeah. in the manga, there's like six pages where Togashi just shows all the cards it's that like, a tutorial. are in Greed Island yeah. with like all the text and shit. And it's like, and then by the end of Greed Island, I realize I'm like, I think about 80% of these cards just never showed up. Mm. Yeah, the thing I've really liked- Which about, is cool, I guess. The thing but... I've really liked about Greed Island is that that was the arc that convinced me that Nen is just the best power system. Yeah, Just totally. the fact that you can create an entire world out mm. of this malleable system. I was like, holy shit, this is insane. Of course, yes, maybe it's a bit self-indulgent, I don't kind of give, I kind of don't give a shit just because of how interesting and how in depth this power system is mm. that this are kind of like displayed the depth and the limits of uh, what you can do with something yeah. like this. Also not to give spoilers, but like I had kind of like already slightly heard about like what happens to like Meruemu. Yeah. But, but when I got to the manga, like the bad part in the manga, I still cried. <laughs> I so mean, good that is, death is he crazy good. is one of the best villains in anime yeah. manga, period. Such I a think. good villain for that yeah. arc, especially. So I'm yeah, I, I finally see the hype now. I get it. I knew I was gonna like it as I've been <laughs> mm, saying, yeah, but yeah. now I actually know the full context. Shit, and now I, I have it. to watch Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> you you watch Hunter Hunter <laughs> or Red Hunter Hunter. <laughs> yep. um, yeah. Octopath Traveler 2. Yeah. You liked it that much? I thought it, this was fucking amazing. And especially coming from the fact that I also played Octopath Traveler 1, mm. I realized just how much of a, f like just a missed opportunity Octopath Traveler 1 was. Right. Because like in, in terms of the actual gameplay, it's not that much different to Octopath Traveler 1. Um, like to explain Octopath Traveler for anyone who doesn't know, basically it's a JRPG, uh, Square Enix, but you follow eight protagonists and all of their stories all at the same time. Yeah. Um, and as you go through the world, you unlock different parts of the story of each mm. of the characters, and then it gets to a final ending. Octopath. Octopath, <laughs> exactly. But Octopath Traveler 2, I think for one, like the music is fucking God tier. Like I think I'm actually gonna try and go to the concert next year mm. that they have. Mm -hmm. And also the stories and characters were just infinitely more interesting than the first one. Cause I think that was the biggest struggle with me finishing Octopath Traveler 1 was that like, I wasn't invested in every single character. Whereas, which made it difficult when you're trying to go through the story elements of every single character. Yeah. But with Octopath Traveler 2, every character was like, banger, banger, banger. Every single storyline was just so engaging. Yeah. And the ending as well is just like, it's hard as shit. Like I had to grind the shit out of it for the end, but it was a really, really just like satisfying. I think I put in about a hundred hours into this one, but it was such a good game. And I think it's like kind of slept on just because I feel a lot of people were kind of just thrown off from playing Octopath Traveler 1. 
Yeah. Uh, so if you didn't like Octopath Travel 1 for those reasons, I would highly recommend you was play it, Octopath was Travel it 2. Was this one that was badly reviewed or was it the first one? First one. Okay, yeah. The second one actually I think is like all like critically acclaimed. Like everybody agrees that compared to 1, 2 is like infinitely better. It's always yeah. better when the first one's better than the second because yeah. then it's easier to, to sell people on the Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of sad to be like, hey, play an 80 hour game for the next one that's good. Yeah. Okay. Well, luckily you don't have to play one to play two. Yeah, but everyone says that a lot of the time and mm. it's sometimes it's like, but I, but I feel like I should go. <laughs> no, I think though with two, there is literally no connection oh, okay, at all. Then. The okay. only connection is that it's the same type of gameplay, but in terms of characters and story, it's all different. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, freaking great. Also like so many like really, really high profile anime voice actors are in the Japanese version of this. Like it's crazy. Oh, like really? Hirano Aya, Miyano Mamoru, like, all these like huge names. I'm just like, oh, I recognize that voice. I recognize that voice. I recognize that voice. So yeah, really, really solid. I, I'd say it's probably what, my favorite JRPG. What do you think it's this better year. about this compared to number one? I think it just made the stories a little more coherent because the way you play Octopath, you're obviously not going to follow the chapter of one character simultaneously. Like mm -hmm. you, you'd see one part of the story of a character and then you're going to move on to another part of a different character's story. So Octopath Traveler 1, <coughs> the way they wrote each of the storylines kind of made it a little bit difficult to like remind yourself like, oh yeah, where was I in the story with this particular character again? Because I was busy doing three other characters' stories. Whereas with 2, they made the story a lot more streamlined so that it just made sense especially with like the progression in the game. It just felt more cohesive mm, yeah. in general. And the music and the visuals, they just like up that as well. So it's, yeah, really, really solid JRPG. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Hell's Paradise. Hell's Paradise. This I, is your I, only anime. I had to put an anime on there. Is this, is this the anime to. version? This is the anime. You version. didn't have to put an anime you on didn't, there. You didn't have to put an anime? <laughs> Come on. And the fact to. that it's Hell's Paradise, I'm I, like- Look, I like- This is just like my favorite eight out of 10 show of the year. I like, really like great it, time, but like not yeah. a masterpiece. I think that's why I put it on there because I just had a really fun time watching yeah, Hell's Paradise. I had a really good yeah. time it watching. wasn't like I'm not gonna say it's like a ten out of ten masterpiece or anything, but like just it was just nice to see like a no bullshit, no frills shonen. Yeah, I, I I knew it was gonna be an extremely solid show after episode one. Mm. Yeah. And I didn't think it was gonna be it was gonna go to like some crazy like plot twist depths yeah. or anything like yeah. that. But I just knew it was gonna be a fun time. It I just like the fact that there was just like almost zero filler to it, yeah, which yeah. is always nice, you know, good because shit. it's like one, when, once one thing happens, like boom, here comes the next thing, here comes the next thing. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm actually like engaged now. Do you, you think know? you're gonna watch season two? Yeah, probably. I've, I mean, I've also read ahead on the manga as I'm well. Not, I'm not gonna lie, it's start, like I really, liked the beginning of Hell's Paradise. I loved yeah. the, it was basically what gave me what the dark continent in Hunter Hunter hasn't given yeah, like me the yet. The sense of doom. The yeah. sense of doom, exploration, anything can fuck you up. Mm -hmm. And then the power system got introduced and I'm like, ah, yeah, this, okay, this yeah. is, this is mm. kind of, it just turns, it's kind of starting to feel like it's turning into like a more traditional generic shonen. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if it's, interesting enough to keep my attention. Yeah. If this anime is, only or manga? This is the anime only. Okay. So you, you know you know the yeah. end of the anime where yeah, they, they introduced that. And I was they, like, they started introducing that power system. And then of course, all the protagonists master it in like a day. Yep. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like okay. Uh, I, just, I just fuck with that guy who chopped his arm off. I just like that guy, he's fun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's just fun to watch. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's the thing. That it's samurai like, guy? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That was really fun. All the side characters are just so likable and just so insane. Yeah. And it's like, again, like, you know, I definitely have like qualms with it for sure. Yeah. But also, I just had a really I, enjoyable time watching it. I think it. hottest anime character of the year was Yuzu. Oh, Yuzu well, the, uh, Yuzu, yeah. 
the, uh, the samurai girl. The samurai girl. Oh, the ninja girl. Yeah, yeah. dude, she's on my knees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's really pretty now, hot. When I look back at the year's hottest characters, I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Was, yeah. Like, I was like, when they gave her the power to what was it secrete? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sweat or some I shit like that. Like, like, I'm like, I'm like, oh god, oh they know what they're doing. <laughs> Reminds you of that meme with the like the guy on like a TikTok holding a cigar in a suit. Yeah, just, I don't know why. It's just, just like me and the boys getting ready to appreciate. It's like, oh gosh, definitely for sure. Yeah, so I think like out of all the ones, like I think for me, this is like- How many just, anime did you watch this year out of curiosity? Uh, I wish I, I should start keeping track. I'm not going to, but I should Yeah, yeah I should keep track. I'd say maybe about 10. 10? Mm. Oh shit. Yeah. I've watched a decent amount. Like just the ones that I think I'm gonna get into or that interest me. Like I'm not gonna watch all the fucking isekais. Like fuck yeah. that. But like, yeah, I think just out of all the ones I watched, like this one, I just was like, yeah, hell yeah. You know, it kind of reminded me, it kind of took me back to like that time where like I could just turn valid, my brain valid. off and watch a nice right, shonen. All right. You know? What about uh, nonsense? I mean, nonsense is pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I put nonsense there, but like just- Congratulations on your oh, thank you. cyberpunk mm. launch, by thank the way. Thank you very much. Uh, like the, I'm just mostly talking about just like Japanese streetwear in this case, okay, because okay. it's not just the nonsense. <laughs> you, put, you put yourself to represent. <laughs> <I> put, <laughs> if I'm going to sell out to anyone, uh, I'm going to yeah, sell out to okay, myself. Okay, right? that's yeah. fair, that's fair. But uh, yeah, just like obviously from doing the nonsense stuff hardcore this year i just got more into like the different sex of like japanese fashion and like yeah. japanese streetwear stuff so like yeah just in general i've just yeah got into clothing a lot more which yeah. i think just makes sense by the way the I, cyberpunk I would, stuff would, is still available I would, I would hope you have you would have got into clothing a lot more considering you now own a clothing company joe <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> would have been pretty worrying yeah i'll, I'll take the whole collection yeah. please thank you joe <laughs> and, uh, thank you yeah still pokemon go yeah, what the in fuck is doing that, bro? What? Okay, Pokemon, go to the polls. This is, this is you reaching to the bottom of the bargain bin. This guy will like, literally do anything but watch anime. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, like what, what else can I do this year? Oh God, Pokemon Go, okay, okay. Okay, with this one, right? I, wait, because I saw this fucking video of you playing a 400, 400 day game. What's going oh, on? Oh yeah, the longing. Yeah, yeah why, why aren't you? Why are you not watching anime? Come on, because games Come are on, more Joey, fun. Because <laughs> <laughs> nothing good came out twenty twenty three, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. But yeah, okay. With Pokemon Go, uh, because we did so much fucking traveling this year. Yeah, like mm -hmm. more than at least I did. Anyway, I don't know about you guys, but we. Yeah. I think all three well, of we us did a lot of traveling. What yeah. are you talking about? I was there with it for most of you. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I also went to a lot of places myself. We were Me in too. the same Me places, too. Joey. Yeah, but like. Like, I think because, you know, I went traveling so freaking much yeah. and, you know, uh, my friend like recently got back into Pokemon Go like earlier this year uh, and I saw him playing it and I was like, oh, has like anything new changed at all? Because I hadn't played the game in, since like basically the beginning of COVID mm. when yeah. like, you couldn't go outside. Uh, and he was like, oh yeah. And he showed me all the new stuff that they had. And I was like, oh wow, this is actually like a playable game again. So I picked it up and it was great because during the travels you can get like region exclusive shit. So right. I was like, well, it makes sense. I guess while I'm traveling, I might as well have something to do. Yeah. Yeah. So I picked up Pokemon Go again. And uh, it's actually a really fucking fun game again. Cause before like they, at, they just basically were like the vanilla version of this game was just like, go out into the world, walk around, catch Pokemon, mm, uh, complete yeah. your decks, blah, blah, blah. But now they've added like, you know, uh, rocket grants. They've added raids. They've added uh fucking fuck. What else? Like uh, based like a ton of new shit that actually makes it so that you don't have to go outside all the time to like still interact with the game. Yeah. And it just made sense for me considering that again, I traveled so much. I was like, mm. well, I'm going to get all the exclusive shit. Yeah. It'll be fun again. And now that they've added like pretty much up to the latest generation, 
there's like over a thousand Pokemon now you can catch. So there's just more longevity in the game yeah. as well. Okay. So yeah, that's uh, that's what I got into this year, I guess. Uh, <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> I am, I am a pretty varied list. I am honestly. a child <laughs> is what you, we have figured out. Yes. Well, good to know that you're rediscovering your inner 13 year old. Yep. As we all are. As I'm approaching 30, and, I'm uh, like, God damn, I want to go back. <laughs> Take, me back. <laughs> Take me back. Take me back, please. <laughs> all right. Shall we move on to the next one then? Who's next? Do you want to go next corner? Sure. Yeah, I'll, go next. Mine, yeah. I'll, I'll go right away and I'll, I'll explain. I put the Hayao Miyazaki film on here. Because the more I like, you like it. The, yeah, the more I sit after watching this movie, the more yeah. I really fucked with it. I, I, well, I still need to watch it. Yeah, initially when I left the theater, yeah. I was kind of like, okay, whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. But the more I've just gone on about my life, the more I've thought about that movie a lot more, mm-hmm. which I feel like a lot of movies don't do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a lot yeah. of a lot of movies when I watch them, I consume them, and I think nothing of them until someone reminds me they exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is one that I keep thinking about. Um, and I, I don't know what that, that that says about the movie, but it's really stuck with me. What are, what are you thinking about it? I don't know. I, I, I was really, 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 and I know this is such a uh, usual thing to say, but the music and the visuals were so fucking good as mm. always. Yeah. Um, well, that's something you can normally expect from a Ghibli film. Yeah, I yeah. know. Um, Joe, he says you don't miss, man. He just doesn't. It's he really up, doesn't. Dude. Can it's- you- just be bad at something. I hate Stop. how talented he is. And it's and it's and it's annoying because I really, really don't enjoy Hayao Miyazaki as a person as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just well, just because the way that he kind of the way he talks about things and yeah. it's dude, I'm still angry about how he was mean to his son. Even though, yeah. so, even though some people on, online online find that like really funny and yeah. based, and, like yeah. so fucking based, and it's like what a fucking awful dad. Yeah. But uh, but goddamn, he makes bangers. <laughs> goddamn, this film is really fucking good. Yeah. And, I, and I really can't wait to watch this dubbed again because fucking Robert Pattinson. Oh looks yeah. Like oh he yeah. Just, it just looked like he he just you know was in Twilight once and took it personally, and mm. now he's just he's on a mission to be good in everything ever. Uh, so super stoked about it. But honestly, I I I, I haven't watched many Ghibli films, but it's definitely my favorite one out of all of them. I like this more okay. than Spirited Away. Wow, really? Uh, but wow. then again, I didn't grow up with Spirited Away. I watched uh. it for the first time this year as well. Yeah. Uh, Wait, I mean, you did? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. For, yeah, if, if, I, if I ever said that I watched it before, I lied because I was self-conscious about not watching it. <laughs> uh, but I have now watched it. Wait, so what did you... Okay, now I'm curious as someone who just discovered Spirited Away in 2023, what did mm. you think of it? I enjoyed it. Has it aged well? Um, I thought it was good. I felt that because there were so many, uh, so many visual metaphors and a lot of different kind of, uh, what's the word for this? I forgot how to explain this because my English explanations are bad. Um, a lot of different messages and themes that I couldn't pick up on mm. on my first viewing yeah. that I, I then had to like, when I read more about the movie and I realized I missed a bunch of things. Yeah. Cause there's just yeah. so much going on. Yeah. yeah. Especially like visually, there's just like, they, they, they would, I, I would read about the what each visual representation meant. And mm. I was like, oh fuck, I had no way of figuring that out on my first yeah. watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, and I appreciated that, but at the same time, I felt like I really enjoyed the boy and the heron. Uh, I also went into it knowing fucking nothing. Mm. I, like, I studied everyone in Japan. Mm. Yeah, um, well, we did not have any marketing for it. It, it came, came out of nowhere. All I know is that they had that one sick sketch of the bird. Yeah. yeah. And I was kind of like, all right, let's find out. <laughs> um, and also I, I won't lie for me personally, it was really fun and satisfying getting to watch film mm-hmm. in Japanese uh, and understanding the entire plot. Hell yeah. I was super okay. stoked about that. And I felt like the only character I couldn't understand was 
the birds sometimes because yeah. he'd be like, Bush your nanny caught air. Like, <laughs> and he talked really fast. I was like, hold on. Okay, let me try and like back up real quick. <laughs> but everyone else I could understand pretty well and I was really hyped about it. Anyway, and it, honestly, it was a fun time. I, yeah. I really, really want to rewatch it again just so I can kind of articulate how I feel about it mm, much yeah. better. But it really, really stuck with me and I feel Is like that deserves something. No. Oh, damn. It's but the it, one Japanese film that's just not in cinemas anymore. Yeah, I guess. right? Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, and I think back to other films I've watched this year, and I think I enjoyed Oppenheimer more, which is why it's on this list as well. Mm, yeah. And I wanted to put one movie on this list, and they're putting two, but Oppenheimer was probably, and I feel so bad putting it up there, because it's like, it feels like such a cop out. No, I mean, I watched Oppenheimer as well. It was fucking fantastic. It is yeah. a- Great film. John, John, Wick, John Wick 4 came out this year, which I also loved. Yeah, I was surprised um, you didn't put John Wick down on here. But, uh, which was- I feel like I've watched, I've watched at least every, like nearly, I want to say 80% of thea- theatrical releases of English films in Japan. Right. Um, and I've been trying to watch almost every film that's coming Did out. Did Oppenheimer come out in Japan? I didn't. I watched it in LA. But it's, coming yeah, out right? this year. it's coming out in 2024. Oh, it is. It is. Okay. Oh, finally. I thought um, they were just never going to yeah, release yeah. it. So it is coming out. Okay, uh, okay. And I, there's a lot of other movies that didn't get theatrical releases that have been really highly rated and yeah. I really want to watch. Yeah. But in terms of theatrical releases, this is the one I probably enjoyed most. Mm. It does help that I also watched it in like the fucking best theater I've ever been in in my life. Mm. Um, it was just a good film. And yeah. I just wish that we could, I could somehow pause a film and go piss in the theater. Because I, I had to, <laughs> I had to like, That's my issue I had to as tactically well. think about when to piss. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the only bad thing about it. But other than that, you know, it was such a fucking good film. That's yeah. why like when I'm in the cinemas, I don't drink a single drop of water. So by the end of the film, I'm just like, <gasps> but I was no, just no, like, no, we're drinking craft beers. And I, oh, bro. It was oh, you, the, you, they had craft beers in bro, your it was, cinema? It was craft beers, food. Yeah. I was, I got wings. I got <laughs> Damn. bottomless popcorn. Bro, only in America, only man. Only in America. So yeah. I'm telling you, Oppenheimer was the one film where I, I, I wanted like an eight course meal during it. <laughs> I was the only motherfucker in that whole th- theater eating and I, yeah. I, I'd chew into the celery. It was, um, and it would make like a bone crunching sound. <laughs> it was so fucking good. Eating, eating a juicy ass Buffalo chicken wing. When he's talking to Einstein, it was like, this is what life was meant to be. I, I still love how hype I got, you, how, how hype people get when you just see Einstein. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why. It was kind of hype. I don't know why. And, uh, I, I, I watched Barbie as well. And uh, there was the whole, you know, Barbie versus Oppenheimer, but I yeah. thought Oppenheimer was- I still fun, hadn't watched Barbie. It's fun, it's a really yeah. good I film. I heard Barbie's more political than Oppenheimer is. That's yeah, what I yeah, heard. I In a weird way, yeah. I, I heard that was a meme. I but don't I know mean, how true it is well, actually. But it's like, dude, it's it's crazy how, you know, you know, and we, do you know, when we had Hassan on, we talked about One Piece, we were like, whoa, yeah. One Piece is political. And obviously I, we played it up a bit and people yeah. were like memeing on us. Cause we were like, we didn't, re- we didn't know One Piece was political. And yeah. obviously I know that One Piece is political, but I was, you know, I think all of us were like playing it up to kind of, have the conversation enter yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. And there are a lot of media that are very, very political. The people, um, uh, and, and I guess I'll talk about this when we talk about Final Fantasy, but like I, I've, cause I, I played Final Fantasy and then people talk about the new one. They're like, man, I hope they don't get political about it. And I'm like, the whole game is super political. The whole series is political. Yeah. And the, so many, so much media is super political inherently because mm-hmm. of the themes they're tackling and people are like, uh, they just ignore it because it, it's not what they want to deal with. But I felt like Barbie, 
people were like, man, I just don't like it's political. It's like, oh, fuck off. You watch so much <laughs> political shit, but suddenly when it's about a topic that makes you slightly uncomfortable, it's too political. Now. Literally fuck every off. Final Fantasy is big military organization takes over corrupt well, so, religious I mean, organization. So many, game, so many games, so much media you consume is way more political than people yeah. like to admit. But the moment it's about a, a, some, a kind of politics that they kind of really don't want to be don't want to be faced with. Uh, yeah. That's when they start being like, and I felt Barbie, uh, well, unfortunately, was one of those where it was yeah, like, Yeah, well, hey. I think I think there's this goes like two ways, right? Yeah. To, to play devil's advocate. A lot of people would just want to watch media for like, to escape the live- Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, to the, to es as escapism, to escape the life mm. they're living right yeah, now. Right. And obviously there are a lot of different political things in pretty yeah. much baked into every single piece of media that you consume. Mm. But some stories might hit a little too close to home oh, yeah, than yeah, yeah. other stories. I think the most like recent one I can think of that I watched recently was, you know, you watch Pluto, right? Yeah. The one mm. where they uh, had a whole storyline about going to this Middle Eastern country to look for uh, robots of mass destruction that may or may not have been <laughs> yeah. in development. That was, I, like, yeah, that was a little, was a little <laughs> I was like- I was like, hmm, okay. We couldn't have, we couldn't have thought of a slightly different story like that. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I, 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 I have no doubt this is not inspired by real events at all or real politics, you know? Yeah, and I think that's why One Piece and like Final Fantasy yeah. do really well is that there's, the messages are real, but they're not grounded in anything it's, that you can like be like, oh, they're talking about this. They're also yeah. more generalized, right? So it's harder to like pinpoint like, oh, they're referencing this particular yeah. thing. And the yeah. only thing I can probably, in that sense that the people didn't like about Barbie, it's probably because Barbie sometimes would just straight up talk to you about what it was trying to tell you. Yeah. Which yeah. I think is- It's too on the nose. It's, it's and also, you know, I felt like the message was getting across anyway, sometimes without mm. needing to tell people. I think mm. the moment you're telling yeah. the audience, hey, this is the problem. Yeah. Or, hey, this is the, the politics we're talking about. It's like, okay, well, I've got to figure that out myself. Yeah, yeah. I, I, th I think I think it's inherently what the message is and how yeah. you portray that message. Some yeah. some some pieces of media do it really well. Like, you know, sometimes the best, the best ones are shows like South Park or Always mm. Sunny, where they kind of don't, lean towards one message or another, they're more of just like making you think about the entire situation mm. yeah. in itself. South Park's interesting. So, so, uh, so, <laughs> South Park's sometimes okay and sometimes really fucking bad, yeah. depending yeah. on what they want to do. But it is very funny seeing people be like, look, Eric Cartman's right, guys. He was right all along. Everything is too woke. And it's like, do you understand who Eric Cartman is and yeah. what the role he fills, you are completely missing the point. You the, are the, the joke. The fact that you're taking things you from South Park seriously- You agree with Eric Cartman means that help. you're wrong. Yeah. Uh, okay, I would like to say massive achievement for 2023 of yes. getting Connor to put a fucking Final Fantasy we, we, game. We have, we have okay. gotten in Connor into JRPGs. Three. We did uh, it guys. Yeah, uh, yeah Final Fantasy, I, honestly just the series here, I'll just put, but I just put seven. Did, you, did you play seven? Well. Yeah, I played seven and eight. Which did you prefer? Seven. Seven? Yeah. The visuals have not done that well though. Well, well admittedly, admittedly, I played it with some mods oh, okay. that upscaled the backgrounds right, uh, okay. and some other things. I'm telling you, man, I, I know some people are like, it's a bastardization to play it with mods, but some of these mods are so fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. I played the 60 FPS mod, which is amazing yeah. on PC. Um, and I played it with- uh, Speed up as well. Uh, yeah, and also there was a widescreen mod Oh, which would cool. just expand the backgrounds, right. especially if like you're in a, a, an area where all the background is already like rendered yeah, in, yeah, it would yeah. just fill out the screen, yeah. Yeah. which just makes it a little easier to, to I just mean, it looks, looks nice. Yeah, it looks nicer. All the mods I used, I, I really, really, really felt were very faithful. Um, 
because uh, I, I, what I did is when I was putting all these mods on, I was like looking between, I kept starting the game with and without mods to yeah. see if it was like too gaudy or too ugly right. with the mods. But all of them I really, really thought made it look really nice. Okay, I need to know now your opinion on this now that you've played seven, okay. all right? Okay. Fuck, marry, kill. <laughs> Yuffie, Aerith, or Tifa? Uh... <laughs> I'm gonna let you know right now, there is no correct answer. <laughs> I, I will- In your opinion. Fuck. Yuthie, Based. kill Aerith and marry Tifa. Based. <laughs> yeah, okay. Based. Okay. What? Okay. All right, so that's the canon answer, right? Yeah, that is the, that is the correct answer actually. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's, I mean, I, I, I was really happy that I somehow went 26, 27 years. Uh, I think it might be 27 years by the time this is out. I don't know what mm, this is. Yeah. Uh, without fucking knowing anything about this game. Mm. I, I I knew Zephyroth bad, and <laughs> that's about it. That's all I knew. Yeah, yeah. Um, which almost you didn't, actually, know, you didn't know big spoiler. I didn't. I actually didn't. I knew some someone dies. Yeah, but okay. I didn't know who or when. Right. Okay. Uh, so that must have hit you when it happened. I was kind of shocked because I was yeah. like, wait, I we could have revived everyone else. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're standing there like Phoenix down, <laughs> Phoenix down. <laughs> I, I really really enjoyed it. Uh, it was kind of fun because I felt that throughout the 30 odd hours, 36 hours I was playing it, mm. there was never a point where I felt like I had to grind, which mm -hmm. is again, one of my big pluses mm. for an RPG. Did you have turbo mode on? Uh, there was turbo mode that I used for some battles, like random encounters when I was trying to just kind of get through a place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but throughout most of it, I had it off. It was just when I was traversing or going around a place. Mm. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I read every piece of dialogue. I didn't skip any cutscenes. Wow. Uh, it was very fun. I really enjoyed the story. I think one <laughs> one praise that I can give it uh, that I feel that I've played other games that don't other RPGs that don't do this. Yeah. You have to bear in mind, by the way. I was talking to Pete about this. My my first RPG that I ever beat right was fucking Blue Dragon on the Xbox 360. Oh yeah, I remember you telling <laughs> me this. Yeah. So my exposure to RPGs was dog shit. Yeah. yeah. So I thought they were all like that. Mm. Yeah. Cause you know, that was from, uh, I forgot his name, the guy who made, uh, founded or oh, Square Enix, uh, sorry, uh, Squaresoft and then yeah. left to make uh, Mistwalker. Something like that. And then yeah. he made yeah. Lost Odyssey, which was very highly acclaimed. Yeah. But the first one he made was Blue Dragon with collaboration with uh, Tor uh, Toriyama's tomb yeah. company. Yeah. And so this is this supposed to be like one of the goat games and it was just whatever. It was such a <laughs> shit game. Not, I'm just gonna say it, it was shit. And even like 15 year old me yeah. could tell. Visually it was fine, but the battle system was clunky and it was boring, it lasted too long. The one thing that was amazing about Final Fantasy VII that I really appreciated it is that it always felt like the story was moving. Yeah. Even yeah. when it was like bombarding me with convoluted story and dialogue, I never felt like I wasn't progressing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and I never felt like I'd hit a wall of like, this is dumb, why am I doing this? You never felt checked out of the story, right? No, no, yeah. and the the materia system, which is like their, their system of managing magic, I guess, or whatever, yeah. mm -hmm. was really fucking good. I really enjoyed it. It was just a great game. What a fucking fun game. It's a great game. Do you game, think it's man. age well? Absolutely, I think the- How do you think the story went? Uh, it was a little convoluted at times, right? But that, that seems par for the course for JRPGs and Japanese media in general. <laughs> I think um, I think the story is the thing that has aged the the finest in yeah. Final Fantasy yeah. VII. Um, I, the thing that I didn't like about it is that, and this is more so. I don't know how much this is maybe SquareSoft trying to cash in mm. because they've made so much media. <laughs> 
adjacent to the Final Fantasy VII universe. Mm. It was very fucking annoying having everyone be like, uh, play this game, uh, watch Advent Children, do this, do this, play- uh, Play this Crisis Core. Play Crisis Core, do this. And it's like, shut up, shut up. Let me play the fucking game. Let me play the game. Are you gonna play the remakes? I, 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 I'm gonna wait till all three are out. Yeah, second one's coming out next year. I know. Yeah. I'm, wait. I'm, I'm starting fucking my. I'm starting pumped. my. I'm restarting my journey on the remakes. I'm yeah. just going Have you played the original? I haven't. No. You play the original. You just play the original. The original. I, 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 I kind of fucking feel loser. Play the original. I kind of feel like I'd rather play the remakes now that they're coming out. I don't know. I, I really enjoy. Well, they're apparently going to change some of the story in the remakes, right? Yeah. If they do, I'll go back. That's to what play Yoshi P said. I'm. I'm kind of enjoying it. Like going through it as it is kind of like mm. coming out now. Um, the next one you got to play corner is 10. Well, I'm gonna, I'm, I've, I wanna play nine and 10. Nine yeah. is eight. Nine what? is- nine, This is so, this is, this is the thing I hate about Final Fantasy when I talk about it. <laughs> Depending on who I ask, yeah. I, I get like completely different opinions. Someone will be like, yeah. Six is the best thing of all time. Six is the and then best. Someone will be yes. like, okay, well, see what I mean? <laughs> and then they'll be like, ah, 10's eye, but nine's really where it's at. Nine has like- uh, nine I, don't know, has, I don't know anyone who's- Talks about nine. Nine has like a honest. cult fan base. Like people who have played nine, like fucking love nine. I've played nine. It's a good Final Fantasy, but I think if you want like the kind mm. of next generation Final Fantasy game to experience, like mm. 10 is like the solid I, one. Yeah. One thing that I, when I was playing this, that I was kind of sitting there realizing, uh, cause this game came out in 1997. Uh, which is one year after Mario 64 came out. Yeah. Right? yeah. And that was revolutionary when that came out. Mm. Yeah. I was thinking like, I'm, this is never gonna happen again, where you play a game like this that just absolutely blows your mind and mm. redefines everything. Oh yeah. Um, it was this game and Ocarina of Time yeah. that were the ones that were just like, this is the future of gaming. And it's like playing it, I was like, I would like, I, I could understand. I was like, if I was <laughs> the hype, if I was between like the ages of 14 and like 30, when mm. this game came out, yeah, I'd probably make my whole personality about this game. <laughs> I probably I would probably define my entire life yeah. on this game. And that's, it, that's it, why it would, six constantly gets shafted because it was yeah. the last. Because this, 2D would, this one. would literally blow my fucking mind if mm. this and it still did in some respect. I'll be honest. Yeah, um, it was really impressive. I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I yeah, I, I like this. Is it, it the best JRPG you've played thus far? Uh, JRPG. Yeah, yeah, I'd oh, say so. Okay, I'd say so. I think, Lives up. <laughs> I think you know the problem is Final Fantasy. Like all the Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy VII fans. fans are annoying as fuck. I'll say it. They <laughs> yeah. suck. Yeah, they, they, are. they are they they are obnoxious. And this happens whenever a fan base knows their game is goaded. Yeah, they yeah. just become entitled, and they know their game is fucking a banger. It's like the Zelda fans who constantly praise Ocarina. Oh, it's time, the One Piece right? fans now, isn't it? Yeah, and the One Piece fans <laughs> oh, are coming God, it, and it's like, hell. hey, we get it. But the, and I understand the the visuals are a huge barrier, and it's yeah. and it's it's okay to say that the polygons look fucking weird, egg beater looking ass. <laughs> they have the yeah. fucking chunky arms yeah. and and no fucking biceps. Yeah, <laughs> but the story is a banger. Yeah, um, totally. All right, and uh, absolutely amazing. Yeah, but would you would you recommend just playing this or playing or waiting for the remakes? I I do recommend playing Cause the ov original because obviously people can be like, oh watch the original, read the manga, all that shit. Yeah. I was like, I only get to experience this story for the first time once. Mm. You know what I mean? And I'm I like, mean, if, if, you're, there's, if you've already started playing the remake, I think you should just see the remake till the end. Yeah, and then yeah. if you're interested in it, play the original I, again. Like, but. I don't think it's, maybe it'll be like an Ava situation where all oh, the rebuilds are like, such a different thing that builds mm. on the original and then maybe I'll play the original, but. I mean, as someone who started playing the remakes after playing the original countless times as a kid, mm -hmm. like I'm still really enjoying the remakes. I, I think one thing 
that will not be replicated, in my opinion, that I, I haven't seen the, the new games yet, but mm, one thing yeah. that I just don't think that they'll be able to replicate to the same extent, there's no shot they can make the music hit as hard oh, in the no. remake. The music was so, fu- I, don't, I don't give a fuck about music. The fucking music <laughs> in this game was so good. Oh dude, like every Final Fantasy game is some of the best like game music. Like Square does not miss when it comes to music. Why did the music go so fucking hard in every every section of this game? Because it's the, ridiculous. the music section of Squaresoft are just full of goats. That's why. I was like, Even if they just remake the fucking tracks. But, but I feel like the PlayStation, because the, they were so limited back then by the hardware, yeah. the, 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 the unique sound of the PlayStation back then was so fucking fun and nice and epic. And I, I just kind of agree with you. I, I, I can't, yeah. even though you can probably get like these giant orchestras, you get this full, you know, fucking dot wav, fucking 48,000 yeah. kilohertz quality, perfect. You know, it's like, but there's something that was so good about hearing the P, like the PlayStation sounds. Oh, dude. So fucking to good. To this I, day, when you hear the original One Winged Angel. That was, that, yeah. yeah. It is it, absolutely I, fucking insane. I, 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 I want to go watch the Final Fantasy you. concert, the Seven concert. Yeah. I want to go watch it now because that yeah. was fucking yeah. fire. Because I remember playing uh, the latest Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 16, mm. right? And, you know, there were some like epic moments. Obviously, it has great music. I don't remember a single track from it. I don't top, know. Off the top of my head. And I'm like, I, I remember being, I remember being some of the, in some of the boss battles being like, oh, this feels epic. But all I can remember about the music is just- It matched epic, the visuals. Epic orchestra track. Yeah. That's all I remember. Yeah. And I was like, I can't really remember anything else about the music. Although I am hyped for them to remake <laughs> the Knights of the Round Table uh, summon. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was so fucking ridiculous when I booted that up, and I was like, "What the fuck is there's this? There's this summon animation that's like an hour, like an hour long for one attack. Yeah. It's so ridiculous, right? Um, so I'm excited. It's like, it's like a whole film. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, great game. Very, yeah. very excited for it. Right. Um, Fear Yeah, man. I, I mean, mean, this kicked off. We my, we know we know about this listen, one. I talked yeah. about it, but it was so good. It came out in 2018, but yeah. obviously I discovered it this year. Uh, and my God, what a fucking game. What a game. I still yep. think in terms of RPG, I still enjoyed this and I was more encapsulated by the world than even Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Yep. I, was, I was fucking hooked. It was so dark, so gritting. And the gameplay, even though it was fucking RPG maker, was so fucking compelling mm-hmm. uh, that it got me to be like, hold on now. Let me figure out what's going on in this world. Why is yeah, it so yeah. fucked up? Yeah. Because I was just so enthralled <laughs> in it. And I really, really, really want you boys to play it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Please do, because it's so fucking amazing. And if you haven't played it, uh, I'd recommend playing it. Go check it out. Oh yeah. It's it's so goaded. It's uh, so good. And uh, Risk of Rain 2, yeah. which I see you play quite a lot. I, I played a lot this year. I didn't come out this year. I think you talked about this. I didn't podcast, really talk right? about it on the podcast. No. Oh, really? Um, um, do you know anything about Risk of Rain 2? I don't yeah, know anything about it. Risk of you Rain. You played Risk of Rain 2? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, when? Uh, played it a while ago. Uh, Alone? No, I had a I had a friend oh, okay. played it with. Um, it was addicting. It's so fucking addicting. These I kinds of I games. Don't know about this. These kinds of games don't really appeal to me. But I remember we played for like three hours or something, just, just so trying good. to grind it out. Mm. Uh, uh, basically, you have uh, every, every you spawn into a, like a level, mm. and there's a teleporter. And you can go to the teleporter at any point and fight the boss. If you click on the teleporter, Mm. you have to stay in the zone and Mm. a big boss will spawn. You kill the boss, you get to go to the next level. Now around the area are power-ups. So you need to get the power-ups and then go to the boss and kill him. Mm. However, uh, there's there's one drawback and it's that the longer you are taking it in general, the harder the game gets. 
Right. So the more enemies spawn, the longer you- oh, The more yeah, enemies spawn, the more health yeah. they have, the more damage they do. Yeah. And so it'll go from like easy, normal, hard, very hard, extreme, death, ha 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 Right. Lamau. And then like, it just gets to the point where the game is so fucking hard that you can't, you can't beat it. So right. you need to, you need to get to the final stage and beat the boss, the final boss before you kind of get too weak. So you have to kind of balance between like, do Getting I just fucking ups. go for it without the power-ups or do I risk it being more difficult with yeah. power-ups? Yeah. Right. yeah, and it's just a That's very, cool. it's a very, and there's tons of classes, tons of characters. It's very stylized. Um, it's very arcade-like feeling. Mm. Um, and I played it a lot with Mouse and Pete and we just had such a fucking good time. Mm. And I put so many hours into this game and I had so much fun. Um, and it really kind of captured that energy of, when I first played COD Zombies as like a teenager, right. that kind of like, oh shit, this is just fun doing the exact same thing over and over again. <laughs> yeah. um, the gameplay was so tight. It was just a really fucking fun game. Mm. It's, it's, um, a, it's a great game to play with friends yeah. uh, because I played this at a gaming bar and I was like, you what the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played this at a gaming bar and we just had like a bunch of people together and I'm like, oh, I'm fucking addicted because with it's it's, the last time I remember feeling that kind of like couch gaming where all your mates are just together, yeah. trying so to like achieve something together. And it was just really, really addicting. That land party with vibe, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Sure. So uh, it's really fun. All right, yeah, yeah that, that and, sounds and fun. every kind of play style, you know, there's accommodating. Mm. It's yeah. also fun because only one person can get one power up. Mm. So if you pick it up and you should have given it to your teammate, it just yeah. leads to just arguments and fun banter. <laughs> Cause yeah. you're like, oh, I'm gonna take it. You're like, no, fuck you. I should have gotten that one. That yeah. would have helped me. Um, and there's just so much like uh, wild kind of combinations of stuff you can add mm. where it yeah. gets ridiculous. Mm. Um, your power ups can be scaled infinitely and get crazy. Cause you can get 99 of a power up. Right. Uh, and then it'll it'll scale it ninety nine times, and so it can get like real fucking crazy. Right, right. Um, it's just a really fucking good game. Yeah, it sounds fun. Um, What's the middle one it? there? Vinland Saga. Oh right, Vinland Saga. <laughs> Vinland Saga. Season I didn't two, almost. Baby. I yeah. almost didn't recognize it <laughs> at first. This Wait, was, is that an anime? <laughs> yeah, this was my anime of the year. I think mm -hmm. uh, Jujutsu Kaisen obviously has been a banger, mm. but I think overall this year, Vinland Saga gave me the most complete package. Mm. That just made me feel Do you know what surprises me about Villain Saga season two? I remember when it started airing, everyone was just like, everyone thought that people would get put off by it because yeah, of- like Everyone was like, I sleep. Everyone everyone thought, and me included, fans get put like, off. Anime fans can't watch Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shows. They're like, oh my God, it's so slow. And surprisingly, I think I've seen more, even more positive, well, not really surprisingly, but I'm more surprised that anime fans have patience. <laughs> I can recognize peak fiction when they see it. Yeah. Uh, because this is a much slower arc. It's much more character driven than the previous one, much less action. And uh, a lot of people seem to enjoy it even more. Mm. Uh, yeah, it was it was just amazing. Um, really excited to see where it goes. Yeah. Although I've read ahead a little bit um, and gonna be very interesting to see how they it's handle. Still peak. It's still peak. Yeah, I'm gonna be, I'm, 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 hopefully it, it, it gets a, it continues to get a banger yeah. adaptation. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think it was generally my anime of this year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I can't think of an anime that I felt found more compelling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's about it. I mean, it's the go. Yeah. It is the go. I mean, I feel like this year for anime wasn't necessarily a weak year. Uh, at all, we just didn't get a lot of the strongest anime we got this year were just very much sequels uh, and yeah. continuations. And uh, Villain's Eye was a sequel and continuation. Yeah, exactly. That's a mm. sequel and continuation. A lot of a lot of anime. There weren't as many strong new originals, like new originals or yeah. new IPs coming up this year compared to last year. I mm. thought. Mm. 
Um, what's the one on the bottom right? I don't recognize oh, that's a, that. That's a YouTuber. I got into, oh. uh, it's called Bobby Broccoli. Oh, okay. yes. I also got so into this guy. fucking good. Uh, I saw the video where he's talking about that guy who invented a new yeah, uh, element. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, really yeah, yeah. yeah all, he, he's released like- I thought I was five. just fan art of you. Me, I am my favorite thing <laughs> of this year. No, it's a YouTuber called Bobby Broccoli. Uh, he's probably my favorite YouTuber that I discovered this year. Mm. Yeah, uh, Made some absolute banger videos. I think every single video I get super excited about, yeah. even yeah. if I have no, no interest or don't care about it. Mm. Yeah. His presenting style is so unique. Mm. Uh, and I just find it really, really- His editing is really good as well. It's just amazing content. Uh, please go and check him out. It's really good. If you like documentary style, informational videos um, with fantastic storytelling, um, please check it out. It's yeah. so good. Right. So that's probably my favorite YouTuber that I discovered this year. Yeah. Also, shout out to Frederick for releasing a fucking six hour Eve online video. I still haven't finished that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that took two that fucking yet. years. <laughs> yeah. That no, was the one I video. also want to shout out is very recently, Summoning Salt released uh, a Mike Tyson's punch out video. Oh, and halfway through the video, he talks about himself. Yeah, because he, I remember he did a video about punch out records and it ended on him being the record holder. He's currently the record yeah, holder. he's really good at punch out. And everyone <laughs> in the comments was like, so hype when you start <laughs> to hype yourself up. <laughs> you go king. Well, it was like when I watched that fucking speedrun about the blue shell any percent. <laughs> And the guy making the video is the guy who's the world record holder. <laughs> and I was like, oh. <laughs> he was talking about himself in the third person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's, very that's fun. so based. Um, so yeah. Also, what else is based is fucking for you. you yeah, know, that was probably my favorite. Yeah. I've listened to a lot of music this year. Uh, I did the YouTube premium rewind, whatever the fuck it was, where oh, I talked about my- Yeah, yeah. where yeah. I talked about all the music I, I listened to. And I think this would have been higher, but the problem is that Tatsuri Yashita isn't on any streaming platforms. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I've definitely listened to him. <laughs> Uh, more than I think anything else this year. Uh, just absolute banger songs for any occasion. I think I commented on that on your Twitter because you had Thundercat on there. I, was I like, did have Thundercat on there. Yeah, it was really good <laughs> too. I, taste. I, I've listened to mainly funk, uh, like funk with like, uh, I, don't know, I don't know, EDM. I don't know what EDM is. I don't know. Fucking yeah. whatever, electronic funk. Beeps and boots. Yeah, beeps and yeah. boots. <laughs> yeah. And, and City Pop which I got more into again this year. I've been yeah, trying I, to find this record uh, on vinyl for years and the cheapest I've seen it go for is like $300. I thought he was selling it as his concert. Well, oh, I the didn't original. go to the oh, concert. Wait, 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 wait. Or <laughs> oh, the, the original pressing. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, they have the, they have the uh, remake one. Yeah, yeah I, I, I went think, to a bar. I just happened to go to a bar yeah. uh, mm -hmm. like two months ago and I walked in and it was a wine bar where the guy played records. Right. And I shit you not. The only two records he had, like he had, he had a collection of records and yeah. they were only Daft Punk and Tatsuro Yamashita. <laughs> and I was like, there ain't no way. There ain't no way. It's like, it was like you. your twin. I was like, bro, we're the same guy. I was like, what the fuck? He literally- You like the beeps and boops he too? He literally only had Daft Punk and Tatsuro Yamashita. Wow. He didn't, he didn't even have that many albums. But he, because they, they don't respectively, they, yeah, they, they only yeah. have an X Man, but he had all of them on display and it was just those. <laughs> and he was cycling between Tatsuri Master and Daft Punk. And I was like, Based. That's it. Bossman's found the, <laughs> I found the best bar. I found my local place. Do they still make City Pop? Because. Uh, no. They make city pop styled like tracks now, now that it's like kind of a trend in the indie scene, but yeah. like you can't replicate. City that pop was sound. like the era, it was like 80s. Like, yeah, it was yeah. like you could, you could remake 80s sound, but mm. I feel like 
the eighties is like it's well, it's like pop yeah. music in general, right? Like with guys like The Weeknd who are like bringing back the. Oh, yeah, like he's yeah, like, I mean, he right. samples yeah. city pop, right? Yeah. So, but it's, it's not exactly the same. It's not the same thing. I mean, no, because- I am very much down. Let's sample more city pop. Let's get yeah. the vibe. Yeah, totally. let's, let's do spins because, on because it. Because like when you get when you get into city pop, you're like, oh shit, yeah, this this shit slaps. And yeah. then you realize, wait, there's only a limited supply of city pop out <laughs> yeah. there. And then once you once you burn through them all, you're like. Oh, They're not shit. making it. No, where, where, where? That, where can I, I get my new fix, man? I, was, I can't listen to the same ten songs all over again. That's why I was so hyped that Tatsuri Mashita was is still touring. Yeah, because yeah. I was like, wait, I got really sad when I started looking up a lot of the artists that I liked for City Pop, and a lot of them were just dead. Yes, and I was like, well, I guess they're not performing. <laughs> and I was like, I'd love to go and like appreciate this music live. By going here, unfortunately. So I, I was really happy that at least the goat Tatsuri Mashita, yeah. kind of the father of all of this, is still touring because it's so, like I'm still so fucking jealous you saw him live. And, and, yeah. and it's it's been great because like, one concert, you whenever didn't go. one concert I couldn't go to. Whenever yeah. I go to small bars now in Japan, especially like when they're like themed about music, I'd be yeah. like, oh, I like Tatsuri Mashita, uh, and I, every, I swear to God, like this is like a nine out of ten bar owners I go to. They're like, oh yeah, I've watched him live. Yeah. And we just start fucking like going off about how much we love him. Yeah, so, saying you love Yamashita Tatsuro to like a bar man in Tokyo and is the same level as like talking to anyone in the anime industry and being like, oh yeah, Berserk's my favorite. Yeah, bar. right. Yeah. But like it always goes down. Well. Yeah, yeah, it's like always great. I, I've I've been having a great, and a lot of times they'll just start playing it for me and I'm like, oh, thanks man, I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I've, I've, you know, what a great album. Go check it out if you yeah, haven't already. Fantastic yeah. album. And finally- uh, uh, The my, Deepest Breath. Yeah, my favorite documentary this year. I spoke about it on I've the podcast. I wanted to watch this. Yeah, I think if you're gonna watch any documentary this year, mm. this is the one. I think the nature of documentary, uh, the way that documentaries are filmed, mm. it's so hard to film a documentary about something that's unfolding. Mm. Yeah. Because you don't know where it's going, how, you know, how it's gonna unfold. Um, you know, when you're filming, right? Mm. It's, it, 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 it is, well, just, I, I don't know why you saying this, but reminded me of this. I just remind me of the, the fucking Boogie 2-9, the, the Boogie oh, documentary that came out oh this year. Oh my God. And that, that, was was also, that, was also, that was also a great documentary. Yeah, that was also a great documentary. About that. Um, <laughs> like this was the, 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 the hardest part about doing a documentary is that if you do a documentary about yeah. a story that's already finished, mm. yeah. you're going back, you're asking people, hey, what happened? You get a different perspective. Yeah. But it's so, so, so rare to, to get a documentary that is so well-made that is also filming everything as it's unfolding because you just don't know where the story's mm. gonna go. Yeah. And, and filming stuff is very expensive. Yeah. Having film crews follow people around is not cheap. Uh, there's, there's only so long you can do this for. Mm. And so, the thing that's really amazing about this and, and soul crushing at the same time is that all of this is unfolding as the people are documenting it and following it. Mm. Uh, and and I won't spoil much about it, but uh, it is probably the most like gut-wrenching and, and heartbreaking story, uh, a documentary I've watched in a very long time. Mm. Okay. Uh, and I really, really cannot stress enough. I don't give a fuck about diving, uh, but it is just a fantastic, Very, it's like a, an hour and a half just watch it, it's amazing. Yeah. You will have a great time. Um, and I'm so glad they didn't drag it out into like nine episodes like Netflix loves doing. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of documentaries can be told in two hours. Just keep doing that. Mm. Not every fucking court scene has to be eight fucking episodes. <laughs> I don't need to find out about everything. Just, yeah. this is just the golden example of how to make an amazing documentary with the added bonus that it was being filmed as it was all unraveling. Right, Okay. Right. Which is so, so rare. Um, Really, really good. And the Boogie one was also, that was amazing too. Yeah. But, uh, but my God. Special shout out to the Boogie one. Yeah. But my fucking God, what a fucking sad piece of media. Um, 
he's just a terrible person. I did not know why he agreed to do it. Uh, I know why he agreed to do it. Because he needs money. Which, yeah. He's broke. Yeah, that's Because he needed more attention and we're talking more about money. Him. Yeah, we're, yeah. We spoke about it now because of the documentary. Yeah. yeah. But like I watched him on the financial, there's a, uh, this guy does a video, it's called Financial Audit and he mm. was on this and the guy was going through his finances and it was just, it was like fucking bashing your head against the wall. He's like, no, nah, I, don't, I don't need that much. He's like, you spend $900 this month on going out. He's like, well, I need to do that. He's like, why? He's like, well, cause I can't feed my family. Like I can't feed four people uh, unless I go to fast food for cheap. And he's like, you can go to the grocery store. He's like, well, I, I like the taste. And it's like, you are just, you are ruining your life and you have an excuse for every single time you ruin your life. All right, finally, we can get to my one. All right, I let's guess. see, Gantz, nine favorite things of this year. What That's- the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> all right, first of all. Okay, okay, Joey, what did you- Your, your list is noticeably more weeb. Yeah, my, all, my, I- 100 yeah. girlfriends based. Thank you. It's such, Thank you. It's such a Holy hilarious shit. show. It's okay. so funny. Right. Yeah, okay. I, I read the manga of this. I haven't watched the anime yet, but the manga of this, I discovered when it was first serializing and I'm like, this is gonna be a huge show. Yeah, I mean, I feel last year, uh, we did a lot of traveling, we did the tour and stuff. And I remember saying it last last year, I was mm. like, I want to play more games and watch even more shit last year mm. than I did last year. And I did, which is why my, uh, my list is very weeb this year, but- oh. First off, okay, so 100 Girlfriends isn't necessarily my favorite <laughs> anime slash manga that aired this year. Mm. I wanna keep that one a secret because I'm literally doing like a best of list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the one that surprised me the most though. I think it surprised everyone. I came into 100 Girlfriends thinking, haha, this is gonna be a funny meme show that maybe I can get mm. like one joke out of. Yeah. And then I started watching it and I'm like, why is this actually really funny? It's so funny. Why is this, why does this concept unironically work. And I, as, as I read further and further on into the manga, I, th- I found myself thinking, why am I getting invested <laughs> in these characters? It does not make any sense. That's, that's exactly how I felt reading yeah. the manga. Cause I like, I randomly found it in a bookstore and it was only when volume one had come out. And I yeah. was like, oh, okay. This looks like a kind of dumb, fun thing to read. So I picked it up and I was like, Holy fuck, when's the, when's the next volume coming out? You guys out? tell me about the premise? Cause I don't know anything uh, about So it's a guy who gets a hundred girlfriends. Yeah, so it's a right. guy yeah. who during his middle school era didn't, uh, couldn't be like, it wasn't, so, wasn't getting any girlfriends at all. So yeah. he goes to a shrine where he prays to like a, a shrine that like specializes in love to be like, I want, you know, I want to get a girlfriend going into high school, blah, blah, blah. Guy comes down and he's like, I'm going to give you, I'm going to make you the ultimate Rizzler. Yeah. And basically he made it to the point where he's like, you will have 100 girlfriends by the end of your high school. Or you'll have 100 soulmates. Yeah, you'll have a hundred soulmates. Yeah. Um, and, but, but he can't choose the soulmates. They just happen randomly. Yeah, Polygamy, nice. Yeah. yeah. So, so by the, so like by around like, you know, girlfriend number two or three, it's already getting pretty chaotic. But then later on when he starts to have like 10, 20 different girls- I think there's the 26, 27 right now. Yeah. yeah. It just becomes so chaotic. But the way that all the jokes are written is so funny and so left field and absurdist that it just makes the whole concept yeah. ridiculous. It's basically if you've ever watched a harem anime or harem manga, it takes all of like the kind most of. ridiculous tropes in that genre and yeah. just expands on that. And just like, I mean, the it concept- totally makes fun of the harem. Yeah, concept. I mean, the concept is him getting a hundred girlfriends. So your suspension of disbelief is already mm. like fucking shattered anyway. Yeah. So it just takes everything that you think is ridiculous about that genre and just amps everything up to an even more like ridiculous level. Yeah. Also, uh, goddamn, like if picking best girl in a show was hard enough, 
this show has made it impossible because yeah. literally every girl is likable in yeah. some way. And you think, okay, he's going to do like a hundred girlfriends. He's going to do like 10 or something. And then everyone else is going to be a background character. Yeah. And we're like 150 chapters in and he's given every single girl the same amount of care oh and gosh. time. They get and just as much screen time. Yeah, as and it's fucking insane that he's, or like the team are actually trying to go through with this concept and play it out completely straight. Um, it was my biggest surprise yeah. of the year because I thought it was just going to be a meme show, mm. but I'm completely caught up and God fucking damn it, I need more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's such a good so show. So this this is my, it's going to be somewhere on my list. That's a spoiler, but this is my biggest surprise of okay, the year damn. in terms of anime. Yeah. Uh, I said last year that I was going to get into the Trail series. Oh God, why? And- <laughs> I haven't joined you. I am about two hundred hours in right now. Yeah. Like I was, I was getting a bit rough. It was getting a bit rough, like a hundred hours in. But now I'm like two hundred hours in. You're too far and in I'm, now. And I'm like, God damn, this shit slaps. <laughs> All right, I finally fucking get it. So um, I'm currently in the fourth game in the series now. This is my favorite game that I've played how, so how far. How many games are there again? Remind me. About 10, 11 yeah. so far. It's long. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. So it really, really does take a while to really set up its world. And it really, it it took me a whole year to get through like the first two games just because some of that, some of those parts were just such a big drag because mm. they really don't like, they, they don't, exactly give you a competing plot line originally. They just mm. let you explore the world naturally. And I'm like, yeah. God fucking damn, this is, uh, this, this, this is long. This is really, really long. But I feel like once you get through parts, once you get past one of the games where you get invested in the world, now mm. that I'm invested in the world, even though you have that same formula, you know, like let's say a One Piece arc, you go to a new island and that first, few episodes, it's just exploring the island and yeah. you're like, well, okay, what, what like, the fuck? Yeah, yeah, hurry yeah. up. Yeah, but now because I'm so invested in this world, that part when they go to a new arc, it's already interesting to me. It's already really, really interesting to me because mm. I'm already really, really invested in the world. And, and the stories are connected between the games. And right? the stories are connected. So yeah. you get to a new chapter mm. and you're like, oh, it's the main character from the last one. Or, oh, it's the <laughs> it's this person. And yeah. like the part, okay. the part that really like, the part when I really, really started get, to get interested is, so it's kind of very, very, it is basically the one piece of JRPGs where they, you you talk, they, you go through this storyline and you hear like a story about this, this epic guy who has changed the world, mm. who was an S class fucking person in this guild. And you're yeah. like, who the fuck is this guy? And then this guy fucking shows up and starts like wrecking shit. And then there's another guy that also shows up and is like even better than that guy. And he's just like affecting the whole world politics after like one decision. And yeah. you're like, holy fuck. This is like, they, they, they have built up these characters in mm. such a, in such an organic way. And then they come onto the screen and they, and they make their presence known and they completely live up to the legend that has been built up. Mm. And it's, I am just starting the, I, I mean, I'm just at the start cause I've only finished the first arc, but now that I've seen some of the payoff that can, that has happened with just this first arc, right. going through, um, I'm going through like, <laughs> Uh, Trails from Zero right now and seeing some of the characters from this arc show up in the arc that I'm going through now as side characters right. mm. and seeing some other major players that 
were only just mentioned in the first arc that mm. like some kind of like big legendary characters and seeing them kind of show up in this arc, it's really, really fucking exciting to a, to a point that I can't really think of any other game series that has given me this. I can think of anime series like something like One Piece where yeah. you hear of Whitebeard, for example, and then Whitebeard shows up and you're like, holy fuck. Yeah, because shit. most JRPGs, like like Final Fantasy, for instance, like mm-hmm. the stories aren't connected between games, right? Yeah. Unless it's like, you know, 10 and 10-2, for example. But like, yeah. you don't normally have like a long, long running, like, you know, 10 plus game series where yeah. the, all the stories are connected. So like, yeah, yeah you, you definitely get invested. Like that's built to be invested. Oh, totally. And- like and I really want to join you, but damn, it looks daunting. <laughs> oh, it it is. That's why I didn't really play any other JRPGs yeah. this year. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna play everything else first, yeah. and then eventually I'll get to it. My JRPG journey has just been Trails in the Sky yeah. and the Trail series, and yeah. that has been You're enough. Committed very hard. He's committed. I, I'm, yeah. And I think I, you have to be for this game. Yeah, and I, I will say one thing that. Similar to the uh, similar to Final Fantasy, how you know you have a good game series is that everyone seems to have a different opinion. Oh, which on one? The which best one, one is? is the best yeah. game? So when I started this, everyone was just like, "You're gonna get to Trails of the Sky third. Some people say it's skippable. I think it's not, but it's it's one of the slower ones. <laughs> and then you liked it a lot. And then this has been my favorite one so far. This Damn. is actually the game that got me invested in the series. Just right. that's crazy that you play three games and not invested yet. That's that's I mean that's I was insane. I was like I was I was invested but this is this was like this game out of all three because mm. the first two are more traditional JRPG where it's just like big epic storyline world ending thing happening yeah. and then Trails of the Sky third is just hey slice of life hey massive lore mm. dumps about what has led the world to this situation I'm like holy shit, this is actually really fucking interesting. I, I had manga. a similar experience with like Xenoblade, for instance. Like yeah. I didn't fully get invested into the Xenoblade universe until the third game. Yeah. And it took me one and two to finally be like, all right, this series is kind of goaded. Yeah. So I totally get it. All right. So you also right. put Honkai. Yeah, I mean, I would be lying to myself if we 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 talked about the games that the defined, gotcha gamer. defined our years. I needed to put a gacha game on. I mean, I played so much Honkai Star Rail this year. Like- <laughs> Yeah, Obviously <laughs> I was sponsored to play it, but also I played it a lot in my free time as well. And I kind of just feel like this was Hoya versus uh, like everything that they've been building up to kind of coming together into a product that is tapping a market that I don't think has been tapped in the gaming industry so far. I hope we have a Honkai <laughs> ad in this episode. It'll be, it'll be we great. Won't. We won't. God damn it. I mean, you like, oh, of course we all love to clown on gacha gamers, mm. rightly so, especially fucking Hoyaverse gacha gamers. But I do feel like their success comes down to them tapping into a market uh, of gamers that was that I am, yeah, you know? For and sure. it, it's the casual gamers. Yeah, for sure. I mean, in um, terms of mobile games, I think they're definitely making like the most complete products. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah, I mean, I, people just clown on gacha in general, right? But, yeah, mm. because I mean, you you already talked about, we already had this conversation with Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. Where we see this hyped up new game coming out and we want to play it, but we do not have the time or mm. the commitment to dive into this world right now. Mm. And part of the reason I, you know, genuinely respect Hoyaverse, what they're doing is they are making a product that you can 
put as much time into it as you feel like putting into it. Yeah. But it also, with Honkai Star Rail, it's the first time I got a payoff that I would normally experience with a so-called triple A game. Right. And it was just, it hit me out of, it hit me out of left field so much that it was probably one of the gaming moments that stuck out to me just because I was not expecting it. I mean, in a lot of ways, Honkai <clears throat> is almost a triple A game, if you think about it. Cause like- the I mean, it definitely is. It definitely yeah, is. for sure, right? But, but it like, still I has- I think people still don't recognize it or maybe they do, but like at least the- I, I think there's, there's this part of gaming, which I think is very fair where they're mm -hmm. like, I don't, we don't want to reward games that require money. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. uh, which I think is fair. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of gamers, they, they don't respect games that maybe they, you can, you, I, know, I, know, I know you can do free to play and all that stuff. Mm. Yeah. But a lot of gamers don't respect games that are like, hey, money, please, we can help you. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that, that's valid. I think uh, we, as an industry, probably shouldn't reward games that do that, right? Mm -hmm. You're like, we want more of the Trails in the Sky, which presumably has no. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. You you want to reward games that hey, this is a complete game, give it to right. me. You know? Yeah, like uh, I think people prefer that, and that's almost why people don't want to talk about Honkai or Genshin as these AAA games. They want to keep them in the mobile game category. Mm. So like, we don't want you to mess with our pure gaming, yeah, which yeah, has already yeah. been fucked up a bunch by microtransactions. Micro yeah. But, yeah. I, but I understand why they, why a lot of people feel that way. Mm. Yeah, at the same time, I would love more products like this. You know, if 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 we keep this in, let's say the mobile market where people aren't a fan of like the gacha system, whatever, mm. my big appeal towards Honkai and Genshin and other games like that is the respect of my time, mm. is that I can put as much time as I want to put into it, mm. maybe, you know, sometimes I want to just log on and just game for it's like- It's the pick up and play Yeah, nature, it's the right? pick up yeah. and play. And one thing that they really cornered that didn't really exist before was how easy it is to pick up and play whatever console, whatever place you want to do it in. So mm. like you want to play it on PC, great. You want to play it on mobile, you can do that. Mm. You, it might not be the same gaming experience, but mm. you can do it, yeah. you know? And it just makes it so much more accessible to me. And accessibility is such a big reason why they have blown up so much, right, in my right. opinion, even though they get clowned on by a lot of people. Mm. Yeah, one thing I, I don't respect about the games in general is the whole having to do daily quests grinding all the time, mm. doing all the stuff. But I know it's how they keep you invested. Yeah. It's how they keep you in the game. So when they release DLC, you care about it. Yeah, yeah, for but sure. But I'm just, me personally, I'm just not looking for an ex a gaming experience that requires me to, to grind. Yeah, mm. uh, I just, which is- I, To me, that's like the biggest slap in it. Like you can take my money, but yeah. don't fucking take my time and shit all over me. All right, all right. This might be a hot take, all right? What this definitely is say? a hot take. Okay. It was after playing Honkai Star Rail. Don't say what I think you're about to say. <laughs> that I genuinely was like, I would like more auto battlers. Oh fuck no! Enabled in other JRPGs. Oh my god! And okay, okay. Here's what I realized because there, there, there are the two RPGs that are on here right now: yeah. Trails and Honkai Star Rail, yeah. right? And Trails, the Trail series. You know, I'm, I'm sure you experienced this with uh, Final Fantasy as well. There are certain segments where I am doing fucking nothing except going through the world and tapping A or tapping yeah. tapping attack. What? Yeah, I mean, but like this is a, an RPG and JRPG problem specifically where they, yeah. have, they have 
not figured out how to keep you on your toes without like random encounters or battles that, that, that do it. Mm. But a yeah. lot of the times you can just mash through it. But yeah. I feel like that's kind of going away a little bit now. You know, like you na- nowadays you can choose who you fight. Mm. So you can just walk through the field without having to bump into any of the enemies you don't want to fight, right? Like there's yeah. a lot of these new aspects where they've learned that, hey, maybe throwing a fucking mob at someone all the time is not helpful. Or you, or uh, you can do- auto battle is, the, the, this is like, this is like inventing a new disease and then giving you the cure. You know what I mean? That, that's what they're doing. They, they haven't fixed the problem. Yeah. They're just making a new problem and giving you a new cure. Well, this is the pharmaceutical industry all over again. Well, guys, that's what, right? that's, what is- I, that's what I like respect heavily about the Persona series is that like, you know, you do have this like kind of idle time between significant story portions of the game. And this mm. is like in almost all the Persona yeah. games mm-hmm. where like you have the option of, you can go to the dungeons yeah. and grind for experience or you can go and do these other things. And I think just like having that choice, I think is like a nice balance of like, it doesn't force you to be like, all right, uh, for the next five in-game days, you have to go to the dungeons and grind. Otherwise you're not gonna get to this next point. You don't have to do that. Yeah. Right. So I think just like more JRPGs are starting to kind of throw in other options that don't necessarily equate to you having to grind. Yeah. That because is a terrible tape, by the way, guys. We're not on the record. We need at least one whole I tape. don't agree because with that. Because here's the, here's the thing. Okay. Because I realized this during Trails of the Sky uh, or the Trails series in how, general. How, how old is that, that, that game? The one that Trails in the Sky or whatever, the one that you're playing? I mean, I'm, I, I've, I'm even playing through the new Trails series right now. Here's like, here's the thing. I, most, what I've realized is that most of the um, good feeling, the satisfaction I get from playing the J- from JRPG systems mm. isn't so much the battle itself. Mm. It's the preparation to that battle, yeah. right? Yeah. It's getting the, uh, and I realized this because now that I've complained about the whole item system in Trails before, there was a moment in Sky Third where it just clicked. And then I just had such enjoyment seeing like, you know, getting all these different combinations of orbs into this one character and building like the perfect team comp to do all yeah, these different things. Yeah, that's part of the fun. Generally. That's part of the fun. And then, you know, you, you go through most of it and then it's, I only really got the satisfaction during the big boss battles. Mm. You know, during the big challenging boss battles, everything else was just me kind of like going through a dungeon and me just like tapping A. Yeah, I mean, that's a problem you with know? that game, not a problem that, that I they've solved with auto battles. I can't think of a JRPG that, does has that hasn't felt like that this way? Uh, Persona kind of offset that to me because it felt like Persona was kind of it, the the way the way that Persona did it was the music was so good and it it felt like a weird experience. It almost felt like a rhythm game playing it with the music. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, especially Persona Five, the battle theme being one of the hardest bangers yeah. that Alice has ever made. Well, yeah, you know, a lot of the times you can you can, by the skin of your teeth you can beat a mob right, and you can get lucky. So I think the reason why a lot of these games had that back in the day or why they still continue to do it to an extent is that like, hey, if every single normal enemy you're coming across is kicking your ass, mm. yeah. you gotta go back. Yeah. You gotta go train up, or you gotta rethink your strategy here. So I think it was just an easy way of being like, hey, get to this level for this part. Mm. Yeah. Um, but the solution is not auto-battling. <laughs> that is like, that's, that's like the solution to heroin is sw- swapping to like right. cocaine. It's, 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 not the, not- it's not the solution, but it is a patch that I would, especially through some of the fucking old JRPGs. Yeah. Uh, oh my God, yeah. Some of, you know, playing well, that, Final Fantasy that's, that's 8, I, I fucking wish I had an order. Yeah, but that's yeah. the problem with the older JRPGs is that they weren't aware of those struggles at the time because it was still a newer concept. Uh, and also back anyway. then, 
gaming has also changed now where people have so many games to choose from and now the issue yeah. is not am i getting a game that's worth my time uh, sorry my money it's am i getting a game that is is respecting, respecting my, time. my time yeah yeah so back then it was like oh my god fuck yeah i can get 120 hours out of this game it's like now it's like oh my god they're gonna waste 120 hours of my time <laughs> yeah, yeah. For, for what could have been a 12-hour experience yeah so so <clears throat> i think it's not so much that like oh, it's, hey, this is respecting my time. It's like, why are they not respecting my time and then giving me a solution where they clearly recognize they should respect my time, mm. but they also clearly are like, no, no, come back. Please, please waste your time on us because that's how we that's how we get our monies and we get engaged. Get our monies. Money. You know? So I, I, yeah. I, terrible take on, I'll take. Nah, it, Worst take it, it would make me, it would make me enjoy turn-based combat even more uh, because I fucking hate him. I fucking hate turn-based combat for this exact reason. So um, yeah, I mean, like to me, I separate I separate JRPGs into dungeons, which is just but like brain dead brain dead decisions where I'm like I'm not really going through this dungeon to make any from, any meaningful go go on. from my time playing Honkai. Yeah, uh, I felt like there was. Uh, like no depth to the combat system. What do you mean? Like I play Final Fantasy VII, right? This is mm -hmm. a 26 year old game. Yeah. I, this is the material system. Yeah. What a banger. I can make anyone in my party the healer. I can make anyone in my party yeah. the tank. Yeah. I can make anyone do damage in any kind of way I want to. I can mix and match all of these systems, yeah. but that's because they're not limited by having to tell you, hey, by the way, this guy's a six star and his thing is fire and he's yeah. really good at fire. <laughs> so you should get him and use him. Well, that's uh, and I feel like that is a limitation that has been spawned of Gacha is that you have taken away my ability to customize my characters and play the game the way I want to play it. You're like, this is this character. They heal good. This is this character. They do true damage. Yeah, it's they've like, been pre-selected. Yeah. You right? have now yeah. made the combat so boring that auto battling is the only way I can experience this game. Like you're, you're, the only way you have made this game interesting is by making the bosses harder thus making me have to think, oh, I need this character. Not, oh, I, I need to think about how to customize my character better to, mm. to, to combat the situation. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like it's almost ruined, like, well, it it's it ruined it. It almost, it almost really, like, here's, here's the thing about these kinds of games, which is like, yes, I agree, which is, you, if you have every fucking five star in the game, it's all it is is going to be you're playing for the story, which is kind of what I'm doing right now. But isn't that sad um, that you can just get these characters? No, but like, though? if if you actually want to be a gamer, the best way to play <laughs> is to play free to play. Gen yeah. gen genuinely, genuinely, yeah. because- But then I have to go through like hours of grinding and shit. No, 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 no. Because with free to play, you have to learn to play with the material that you, you have. Strategize. Right? You got you actually have to strategize. That's fair. And it's it's like a totally different it's almost like a totally different experience to someone who is a fucking whale who wants to grind for every artifact. When you go free to play, you may you actively have to play with what you are given. Mm. And that is always randomized. And no, it doesn't like yes, it feels good to get a five star and all that stuff, mm. but this is like there are, you know, it, it makes it more similar to let's say like a roguelike where yeah. you you, you, the material you're given is randomized and you have to play with what you have. Mm. So that's what, you know, that's what I talk about a game like mm. this where yes, it's easy to clown on, but you can approach the game any way, the way you want to approach mm. the game, you know? And that that is the beauty of it where you can just be a fucking degen and just be paid to win. But, but don't you feel like sometimes because of the way that they've incorporated Gacha, which is, hey, get this character, they're strong, that it, it has limited what all the characters can do subsequently because now, this is the strong one. 
this is the weak one. You bro, can't customize him bro, in a way. You play a you you talk to real gacha gamers and they don't roll based on they they roll based on who the fucking sexiest wife yeah, is. Like, no, I know, I know, but what I'm saying is like, hey, I don't even like this banner character, yeah. but I have to get I think it's fair to say that hey, we've we've somehow made the combat worse. But we've made it flashier, and so we're like, oh, I think it's no, better. No, no, I no, I, I totally agree. Where the depth compared to fucking trails or uh, Final Fantasy, crazy, I, right? yeah. I totally, I totally fucking agree. This is the bare bones, like the like the bare bones depth you yeah. can ask for. There is tiny, 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 but yeah, yeah. to me, that's what makes it a great casual game. Like the, it's just yeah. turn your brain off, kind of. Yeah, game. it yeah, took it enough. took me like eighty hours to really fully like gel with the trails battle system. <laughs> I, I didn't fucking need that for Honkai, man. Right. I don't fucking need that for Honkai. So Sometimes I, I, I just don't wanna, I've, don't wanna think too much. I've now secured you a year's worth of Honkai sponsorship by <laughs> yeah. allowing you to defend it yeah, vigorously. Right. <laughs> You're welcome, guy. We just made Garn a fortune. This just proves <laughs> that I have Honkai the worst- like, yes, Garn, we've made the correct decision here. Yes, <laughs> This mm, just yes. proves I have the worst taste in games <laughs> out of all of us. The fact that, yes, I know it's a shitty take. Yes, I know I'm a shitty gamer, but that's the kind of gamer I am, okay? I'm a lazy gamer. I'm a fucking lazy gamer. Just give me story, right. give me world building. That's all I really and fucking give me care the bag. about. Okay. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's let's because we spent like nineteen hours there. Don't check All right. Uh, what's this uh, middle left one? Ishinoseki no Taizai. Yes, this is a fucking this amazing is manga. Such a right, good manga. Me. What is it? Tell me about it. Okay, so guy wakes up in a hospital. He has amnesia. Cliche, right? Very cliche. Yeah, I sleep. Yeah, <laughs> except for some reason he's found out that he's woken up and he has a family, oh. and everyone in the family has amnesia and they don't know what happened. They don't know why. But they, they all just, know their family. Yeah, they, they were told that they were family and they got in a car accident together and they all have amnesia. Mm. Um, and so, you know, they kind of like, it's this really wholesome story about this entire family who just have like amnesia and they are told that they're family, but can you be family if you just like told that you have mm. this bond with each other? So they kind of like, it's, it's a story about them kind of like reconnecting and rediscovering what it means to be a family. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily use the word wholesome. Wait, 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 Joey, 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 Joey. God fucking damn it, Joey. God fucking damn it. Let me, let I me realize, start. I didn't realize you're building up to so yeah, my yeah, bad, yeah. my bad. Okay. So, so yeah, it's a story about them discovering their bonds and like they're slowly discovering, hey shit, we like being a family together. Mm. We, this is what being a family means. And then they finally get discharged from the hospital. They go home. He, the main character goes, in this, goes into his room and his room is just filled from ceiling to grounds with the words die, like just scribbled like mm. everywhere. Just okay. like something, something has gone on and he rushes out and he's fucking panicking. And every single family member has had that same reaction after going to their rooms. They're just like, they're, they're like, <laughs> guys, uh, yeah, what's, uh, what the fuck let's, is let's, happening? Let's, let's have a meal, right? And they right. don't talk about it. And you're like, holy shit, what has happened to this family? And mm. that's chapter one. Oh, wow, right? cool. And as the story unfolds, you realize what has gone on with each different family member, some of the fucked up shit that has happened behind the scenes oh. that we don't know about because for some reason, Everyone has amnesia, and without spoiling it, that's 
pretty coincidental. They all and that's pretty in the car with the carbon monoxide. Yeah, and that's pretty unusual that they all happen to have amnesia. And it's <clears throat> it just started this year, and it's it's rare that I have a manga that just immediately gripped me from chapter one. And this that's is what so I good. It's still fucking good. This is what this is the page turner manga for me. Okay, sure. Where you okay. finish the chapter and you're like, there's a twist and you're like, holy shit, I need to read the next one. I need to read the next o- one. Honestly, it's this artist <laughs> as well because uh, they did one before this one called Takopi no Genzai, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of in a similar vein where like there's this alien creature that this girl finds called Takopi. And, uh, and he like tries to like, you know, befriend this like alien kind of creature and something happens to her and in her vicinity that is yeah. like absolutely fucked up. Yeah. Um, and Takopi, this character uh, realizes that like he can only once every couple of like periods of time that they can teleport back to the past at oh. a certain point. And so this girl uses this, uh, this alien's power to go back in time to try and like fix her future of like the fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. And this author, <clears throat> has this really interesting style where like they have such a cutesy wholesome looking like yeah it looks style, very wholesome but has created some shit. of the most fucked up stories all right yeah i'm, I'm sold that it, sounds awesome and yeah. this one is as well as really fun yeah, this like, one, whoa when i first read it this one hits the ground running yeah. and it hasn't stopped yet Taco so, as well like first chapter is just fucked yeah yeah exactly oh, yeah. okay i'm sold you sold yeah. me boys. and that's all i'm going to say about it yeah. because it is a mystery manga so i don't want to say too much so read it yourselves i guess yeah, just, guys. Yeah. just read it yourself I, I, just to sell, I just want to sell it uh one, one piece, piece live, live action. action i keep thinking about this yeah, I, I keep having people come to me and ask me about it you know what now in retrospect after however many months it's been since i finished watching this i think i finally realized just how much i enjoyed the shit out of this live action right like this, i think i came so i think i came into this too much as just a seasoned anime watcher who had just been so jaded. We, we've been burned i mean i think yeah. and when everyone's like see guys we told you something good it's like no 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 yeah, no, you guys no, 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 no this up for like 30 yeah. years back yeah. to back. You don't you don't get to just be like, oh, see, we were right. It was going to be good. No, fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm, everyone everyone was very justified in their worry about hearing this. Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, but obviously everyone's very relieved that it's good. Yeah. yeah. And um, the yeah. more friends and more family members that have absolutely zero interest in anime because more keep coming up as like, I just, as the years gone on, mm. where they just kept asking me about One Piece. And I just, it just made me realize, holy shit, this was... This is why every studio is trying to make a live action. And this yeah. is now the standard of big, high profile live action adaptations because it just kind especially of- Especially Western production as well. Yeah, especially Western productions. And I really, really hope that we haven't opened Pandora's box with this one. We have. Uh, we I have. mean, you Huxley live action's coming out and I'm really scared. That's already out. Oh, is it out already? Yeah. Well, I know what I'm watching. <laughs> I, okay, actually- have you seen it? I've seen a few episodes. And? It's, it's actually pretty decent. Oh, okay. Wow. There is, there is this one fight scene because one of the, one of the big things that uh, I didn't know what, how they were going to do was because I think the first arc of Yu Hakusho was one of the weakest ones. Well, yeah, it starts off as a slice of How do you of make it compelling? Yeah, yeah, they had this one fight scene with one of the demons that very much felt like a Jackie Chan movie or like an old school Kung Fu. Like the camera work in that was Fucking insane. I it's mean, not just tip, yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah, theoretically, if it, you know, uh, uh, these people now are being brought up on anime who are directing these things and watching mm. it, 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 yeah. should, it should get better. 
And a, you know, if One Piece has kind of set the the stage now, saying, "Hey, look, we you can do it." Yeah, yeah. Then we should theoretically get more good live action adaptations. Yeah, and it's not to say there haven't um, been like you know just as good live actions or better than the One Piece live action. Yeah, because like there have been like there's been a couple of live actions I've seen that are actually I think better than mm. the One Piece live action. But it's just we had so many misses in between that time as well. Yeah, still worried about how they'll continue with it because yeah. that's still the big question. How are they going to bring Chopper into the equation? <laughs> yeah, Chopper, that's my they, biggest question. How do they yeah. how do they do this all before they all get old? How do you, you know, you have to commit. Yeah. To, yeah. I, I, this is, it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, I think they've, they've nailed it now, but like going forward is like a real big question mark. And mm. that's always going to be tough with one yeah, piece. I think, I think they, they've done what they've needed to do. Yeah. Uh, and they've introduced One Piece to a larger audience because God forbid One Piece fans are the most toxic now anyway. So what's the hard in making more, how right? TV works gone. If a TV show is popular, you know we got to get them seasons out of it. And yeah. how, you we, know how do we what? do that? I was going to say prior to today that I honestly think that this is the best way to get someone into One Piece. But oh my God, we just got announced today that <laughs> One Piece is getting a fucking remake? What? They're doing One Piece Brotherhood before One Piece is even finished. <laughs> yeah. Which is probably going to be now the new best way to get someone well, into I, One Piece. I, I guess we'll see how, how it goes when they yeah. start releasing I mean, it. One Piece fans, uh, we, we've been eating very, very well this year. We've had Gear 5, we've had the well, One Piece live action, we've had now a new remake coming out. Because they realized well. an infinite yeah. money glitch, which yeah. is just using the One Piece IP in any way. Yep. Yeah. So it's kind congrats. of weird to think that One Piece is now peaking after like, what, 25 years? Yeah, almost <laughs> 30 years. Yeah, yeah, it's still, it's still got new peaks. Okay. Uh, excited to see where it goes Oda in the, the future. Goat, man. Uh, All right, everything here was way too fucking vanilla. I wanted to throw in some spice. Yeah, I wish I could have put a hentai on mine, but there was, I didn't think there was any good hentai this year. <laughs> This one, okay. this one looks like really fucking artsy. Like what it, is this? Okay, so this is better a, than sex. This is uh, this is a dojinshi. Okay, uh, I forget okay. that much. Hentai this year fucking sucks. It oh, it's so bad. It fucking did. Well, this is probably the worst year of hentai since I've started watching hentai. So yeah. like five yeah, years. Yeah, and this worst <laughs> year. So this is the fucking worst year yeah. of hentai. Yeah, definitely. Um, I wouldn't recommend this dojin if you want to yank it. I'll be honest. Okay. Uh, I, I, want, I, I wanted to put this on because- Is this like a metamorphosis? Kind of. Okay, oh. yeah, I got that vibe. I got that vibe. I, I was like, well, this I, looks I too it. dark I, and gritty. I was like, man, I didn't realize the menu had a weird ass poster. Oh no, it's just a fucking big ass black yeah. box. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought Alex just fucked up on like the, yeah. <laughs> the cropping and I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, Um. so this kind of takes place in a cyberpunk world mm -hmm. where basically sex androids exist and uh, people, can buy sex androids. So Japan in about 20 years time. So Japan oh, in about- hey, we're close, we're getting yeah, there. Yeah, we're, we're getting yeah, there we're in about there. 20 years. Yeah. And you saw like chapter two, chapter th uh, chapter one, chapter two, and you're like, oh, the art in this is great. It's kind of got like that cyberpunk aesthetic. Yeah, this it, looks, is, it looks like a Yoshitoshi Abe manga. Yeah, this like, is the like a Serial Experiments Lane vibe. Kind of, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of very much that vibe. The art is great. And then they start like developing the characters. And you're and you're like okay, I'm I'm still like you're I'm like, still like put your pants away. You're like okay, actually, you're, you're like, like you're, on, I'm, I'm listening. You're like actually, this makes it even fucking better because now when now I'm invested in the characters as well, <laughs> and then there is just this one chapter 
where bad things happen to the characters. Yeah. And I don't think I've had that kind of emotional reaction to <laughs> a fucking Dojin. I think ever. Wow. <laughs> like with Metamorphosis, I think with Metamorphosis, I was like, I know what I'm getting into. I'm like prepared for it. Yeah. With this one, I was just like having a joy or like a jolly old time. And then like you turn the page and you're like, oh, oh my God. Oh. Is it like, is it like, like Eroguro territory or? Um, I wouldn't say Eroguro. It's, it's. What the fuck does Eroguro mean? Like violent. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. Era. Yeah. It's, it, it is very much violent, but I, the, the reason I think it's fucking like, be, because it's like to do with androids, right? Yeah. And to do with, you know, and to do with like machines. Mm. Technically there's like no gore in it. Right. But it made me realize that it made me feel these like emotions just because I was that attached to some of like the Android uh. characters in it. And I was like, wait a minute, is this a really fucking good story as well? <laughs> and so much so you'd recommend it. So much so I recommend people experience it. Um, this definitely looks like something I'd get into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was like, Joey, oh, Joey look, here you go. Just from like, the look of it, I'm like, yeah, I think I was, I like, I was like, Joey, try this one out. Okay. Try this one out. Okay, um, I'll give it a read. I'm, I'm, a gonna read. Say, I'm not gonna say too much about it, but right. it, it just like, I want to, most of the things I put on here are things that have surprised me over the years, yeah. uh, over this year, because I didn't want to put any anime on there. And most of the films and games we've talked about already. So yeah. like this one, uh, this one definitely surprised me. Uh, I, I wasn't expecting that. And I had a very, very strong emotional reaction. And to me, that's what art is all about. Sure. Even if you come into this for a totally different fucking reason, mm -hmm. that is- <laughs> <laughs> that is what art's all about. It's right, about you're definitely coming reactions. into this, that's yeah. for sure. Um, I mean, this one was not so much Villain Saga season two. <laughs> it was how surprising it was for me that a wholesome meme got spread around this year. <laughs> this was my favorite meme this year. I have no I enemies. Have no enemies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we said plenty of times I'm, I'm, not, I'm not gonna say too much about this because I mean, it very much builds on the power of Villain Saga season two and the message <laughs> yeah. they had in general. Yeah. Uh, so much so that it actually gave the internet a wholesome meme. And yeah. I think mm. the internet right. could do with more wholesome memes this year. For sure. That's true. It did, it did kind of get the internet by storm for about a week or two. Yeah. Uh, which I appreciate. It's a good meme. <laughs> the internet was a safe place for uh, about yeah, two yeah. weeks. So let's talk about the menu. Okay, the menu. What's the did you watch the menu for the first time this year? Yeah, I did. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I think we. we I think we you, speak one of briefly. you guys mentioned. We did, we did it, speak yeah. about this. Um, I actually think I started to slowly get into horror movies this year, and Ooh, I think the well, menu I mean, Sydney was, is forcing you to. Sydney yeah. has forced me to, and she's failed many, many times. Well, and I think I'm slowly yeah. discovering the. Um, so I, I was. I had a tough choice between two horror movies I wanted to put on here. Mm -hmm. One was the menu. The other one was All My Friends Hate Me, which is what John recommended. I actually went out and watched it. Okay. And that one, I still think about that one. I like, I, I finished that film and I was like, I hate it. But then I had the same kind of reaction you as The like Boy and Heron where I can't stop thinking about it. So I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the menu first. Um, I, realized, I realized what I liked about, what I like is the feeling of, uncomfortableness in yeah, horror films. Yeah. Maybe not so much like gory or bad things or scary things happening. Like thriller. Like I wouldn't call it so much thriller cause thriller. I, I felt like horror was a consequence of the 
general story and not the intention. Like it, yeah. I, in a weird way. I don't know how to, that makes sense. Like I yeah. didn't feel like a horror film. Right. Yeah. Cause and, and, and with horror films, I don't like it when they, when you get into the movie and immediately they're like, it's a horror film. Oh, yeah. yeah, horror yeah. trope. Yeah, yeah. Horror trope this. Oh. This was like, this is a film that divulges into horror. Yeah. Um, because of, and, and you know. Like I, it has horror elements to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But right. I mean, it's definitely horror by the end, but it right. was still very, very, I really enjoyed this film. Yeah, really because with this, this. with this one, I, I, the, I think what drew me to it was that feeling of uncomfortableness of knowing that something's not what it seems to be, mm. but you can't quite put your finger on like it. Like that and, uncanny valley feeling? Oh yeah, no, no, the, yeah. okay, that totally is it. it yeah. It's that uncanny valley feeling of just being in a situation and not knowing what's wrong, but knowing right. something is wrong, yeah, something yeah, yeah. is off. Totally. And the way that they build this shit up and then you pay it off being like, haha, this was the thing that was going on in the background all the time. Mm. I think this one had the, like one of the best payoffs I have where it's kind of like satirizing the whole fine dining. Yeah, uh, really it. I really, really enjoyed okay. it. And also the actor playing the chef just- Ralph, Ralph Fiennes? What's, what's his name Is again? Ralph Fiennes or Colin Firth? I can't remember which one it was. Which one is it? It's not Colin Firth. It doesn't look Ralph like Fiennes, Colin right? It's yeah. Ralph Fiennes. Am I crazy? Is it Ralph Fiennes? I mean, yeah, Ralph Fiennes. Yeah. Ralph Fiennes is fucking amazing in everything. What else is he in? He's in so many things. Fuck, he's in uh, Kingsman. Uh, he's Kingsman. in- uh, Wait, Who is he in Kingsman? Uh, he's like the MI5, like this is what you're gonna be doing. Uh, <laughs> that explained it. <laughs> this uh, is what you're like, going to be doing. Like, this is your, like, uh, your job. Ralph Fiennes plays as the, Schind this is what you're going to be playing. He's guy. the Nazi in Schindler's List, like the guard. Oh, He's, he's uh, in the Grand Budapest Hotel. He's the concierge, uh, the Kingsman. Oh, okay. Yes, I do know this actor then. This man yeah. is in so many films that you've probably watched. He's Voldemort. Uh, oh, he's Voldemort? Oh, he's Voldemort. He's in- uh, So he's just the bad guy in- uh, Yeah, he's the bad guy in every film. He's, he's in, just evil. Uh, Skyfall, he's in, the pre he's, he's in James Bond as well. Yeah. Prince of Egypt, he's in Lego Batman. Um, fucking Walsh and Gromit. <laughs> Lego um, Batman. Fucking great film. Um, he's in uh, fuck, Sunshine. Um, he, dude, he literally go through his filmography. Okay. It is literally like back-to-back -back bangers. Damn. He's, he is such a fucking good actor. And yeah. when he was the main guy, main guy in this, I was like, oh, I know it's gonna be. A Whenever he's in anything yeah. on the poster, yeah. it's gonna be a fucking good time. Banger, yeah. Yeah. He's such a fucking good actor. Um, yeah. And I absolutely love watching him and he was so good in this. Yeah, I think the scene that like really, I keep thinking about is, I, you've seen the menu, right? Yeah. It's the burger scene. Yeah, just yeah, seeing yeah, that's that, so good. The see, just seeing this childlike joy of someone cooking, like this fine dining chef cooking yeah. this burger. I'm not gonna spoil why he's cooking a burger, but he's cooking a burger. And mm. it's seeing this tired old chef finding joy cooking the, one of the simplest meals you can find was so weirdly heartwarming in such a, terrifying story. Right. I was like, oh, yeah. this is such a mix of emotions that I'm feeling right now uh. that I that I thought this is just great filmmaking with great acting. It's not got the most mm. it's not it's not got the most, you know, weird script, the most convoluted script. Mm. It's a simple story, but if you just want good horror without seeing something horrific or gory happen, mm. watch the menu. Okay. If you want a British horror film, and uh, this is, I, I want to talk about All My Friends Hate Me. Well, I think, I think that's the name. It's, it's the yeah. horror film that John yeah. kind of recommended to me. And I would love for you guys to watch it as well. Okay. Because 
I still think about it to this day. It's kind of similar to this where it has this feeling of uncomfortableness, um, something that's going on in the background. The difference between that film and the menu is that there is not this kind of like big reveal. Mm. The ending is left to like your own, it, the, the ending's left more ambiguous. It, it ends like a Junji Ito nice, story. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and that really fucking bothered me when I finished the film. Mm. I'm down to watch. But uh, the more that time has gone on, the less I can, like the, the more I fucking think about that film. Mm. Okay. Um, because that film, I don't like, that is the film I think has given me the most anxiety this oh, year. Oh no, okay. And nothing it. horrific bad happens in it. I call it a British horror film because it is, it is very, very much mm. based around British uncomfortableness. Right. Uh, and uh, what's, what's the word? Like awkwardness. British uncomfortableness, awkwardness and backhandedness. Right. Okay. Um, that sounds fun. I'm down. Yeah. yeah. Down. So, 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 okay. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the opening scene, right? So the opening scene is there's this guy who is meeting him, his mates from uni. They haven't met in fucking 10 years or whatever. And it is his birthday. And all of his, all of his mates have, um, have kind of sorted out a big fucking birthday party for him. Mm. And he shows up, he's ready to fucking party. It's the middle of the countryside and it's gonna be a massive house party. He shows up, he gets the beers out, gets the music out. He's like, hey guys. Turns out the building's completely empty. The building's just complete. He's by himself okay. right? and he's like, oh shit, maybe, maybe everyone's just late. Maybe he got the wrong time. So he cracks open a beer by himself, starts spinning on music. Waits, no one hour up. passes, two hour passes. The entire day pass and he's just by himself. Oh shit. And they show up at 9 PM or something. Yeah. And everyone's like, I can't remember the name. I'm just gonna, John, what the fuck are you doing here? Well, uh, we, we, we gave you a message that we're gonna go to the pub. Yeah. Didn't, didn't receive any message. Right. And so this party goes on. And weird vibes. So it's just weird vibes. Something's going on. There's some jokes that are made towards him that are just like, "Are you joking?" Or oh God. Are you, uh, was was that a joke? Or oh was there some God. was was there some this bite towards like that? Hell. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then and then he's just like, "Oh, guys, it's it's a weekend long party." He decides to go to bed, and um, he he just like, "Guys, I know it's my birthday, but I'm kind of feeling tired." I'm just, I'm just gonna call it early because we're gonna have a fucking banger day tomorrow. So he goes up and one of his mates comes up to him and he just, and she goes, yeah, John, can I talk to you for a second? Oh, like, I know it's like your birthday and everything, but like, I'm not gonna lie, you've been, been a bit shit today, haven't you? Oh God. Uh, <laughs> and, and uh, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you're just like, oh. Kill me. Oh, kill me, kill me now. And that kind of atmosphere, continues toward throughout the entirety of this weekend long party. Right. And you kind of get hints about what's going on, but you never know if his friends actually have a problem with him or if it's just like fucking tongue in cheek. Right. And if it's Shit. just some some kind that of sounds like- Sounds good. I'm yeah, I'm invested. I have, I've never made a film that's made me feel more fucking uncomfortable in my okay. life. I'm high, I'm there. I'm right. watch. I don't. I'd, I'd be interested to see what Americans think about it because it is. It is this kind of British and I think Australian uncomfortableness yeah, that Americans yeah. just wouldn't understand. Because with Americans, they'd be like, 
have a, I have a fucking issue with you. You know, if, yeah, if they yeah, wouldn't yeah. make like some back, fucking yeah. backhanded jokes. True, true. Um, highly, highly recommend it. Um, okay. But uh, yeah. Sounds good. Uh, what's this last one in the middle? Yeah, last, last, the middle one last one was the YouTuber I discovered this year, which was completely out of any kind of like sphere of interest I had. Uh-huh. Uh, it's this guy called Fort9. Okay. Not Fortnite. <laughs> Fortnite. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's a motorbike YouTuber. I've seen this guy. Okay. You might have seen this guy, right? Maybe. Um, I discovered him when I was going through that my fucking Vespa phase. Oh. When I when I bought my Vespa, <laughs> I was just, I was just looking for you know videos, and I, I have I have seen this guy. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, this, this is guy. he is just I like his videos. He is just a a YouTuber where he does videos on a topic I have almost zero interest in, mm. but he's such a talented content creator and talented filmmaker. Yeah, it's filmmaker. really well shot. Yeah. And like, I love the bits. He always adds like very like cinema-esque bits before right. he talks about something. It's really cool. Yeah, the, the best way if I have like a sentence elevator pitch, he's just top gear, but for motorbikes. And it's one guy. <laughs> and it's one guy. Right. But he is, he, I think he's Canadian. I yeah, think he's, he's Canadian. Canadian. Yeah. Um, but you may have like zero, zero interest in motorbikes at all, but mm. he presents it in such a way that it's not only entertaining, but it's informational. And thanks to him, I, I not only got more into like motorbike culture, but it, it also I also learned a lot that I thought I had zero fucking interest mm, in. Right. And also if you just miss Top Gear and you miss peak, you know, like Jeremy Clarkson, watch Fortnite. Uh, he <laughs> definitely carries the spirit of that, right, yes. right. Uh, especially not so much with like, let's say the special Top Gear episodes, but very much with the weekly Top Gear episodes mm. where they just review cars, but just have oh, yeah. a very, very, very unique and entertaining way of reviewing cars. Right. Cool, um, fuck yeah. And yeah, that was pretty much my that three by a, three of the year. And that was our three by threes of the year. Let us know down below what you thought about our three by threes yeah. and maybe what your three by three. Yeah, what did like. you get into yeah. this year? We'd love to know, let us know in the comments, but hey, look at all these patrons though. Look at all of them. Yeah. Hopefully they were into trash taste in 2023. Otherwise they wouldn't really be there. You know what I'm saying? But hey, if you'd like to support the show and uh, see us sometime next year, I mean, we're going to have one more episode before this, but mm-hmm. to support us in next year's endeavors, then make sure to go over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash trash taste. Yeah. Also follow us on Twitter, send us memes on the subreddit. And if you had our face, listen to us on Spotify. And we will see you all next week for the final 2023 trash taste episode. All right. Bye. Bye.